415. Um, this is super, super exciting for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, one is that this is episode 52 of Badass Records Podcast, which means if I'm dropping an episode a week, that this is like the year mark of this thing. Look at that. I know, I know. And you weren't, this is not the one you were initially. No, it wasn't. Um, but you were, so that's reason one. Reason two is that, I mean, I, I made the joke, uh, the state of Colorado looks at my guy-girl guest ratio and rolls its eyes, like, because I've had so few females. But when you were originally slated, you were going to be uh, in, there was three in a row. I don't remember where you were, but you were going to be, I was, I, was, I was like, three girls, oh my God. Three girls. It, you're the third uh, in a row. Um, so it ended up happening anyway. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, the other thing is that um, I guess today today's Saturday, so late Thursday, really, uh, my merch line went live. So you, you can, have a merch line? I, I do now. I do now. Yeah. Um, so you can go to badassrecordspodcast.com and get like a, what do you call those? A service, like a stainless steel to go mug or a coffee mug. A yeti? Yeah. Yeti. Yeah. Or a beanie or a hoodie or a sweat uh, t-shirt or a long sleeve shirt or a sticker. Wow. Yeah. You can go get all. And then I have some more coming that if, you know, people buy the ones that are there, then. I'll add to it, but that's uh, cool. yeah, Congratulations. Um, thank you, thank you so much for being here, um, Ashley Blackwell. Um, what do you? What did you have happening in your day before this, and what do you got tonight? Like, what have I been doing today? Yeah. Oh, I just went to the gym. Uh huh. Um, came home and started early on my meal prepping for the for the upcoming week. Yeah, for the upcoming okay. week. And really, after that, I just took a shower and got ready so that I could come out here okay thank you for doing that i mean not the showering and getting ready part just the coming out here you could have right. rolled in your pjs and i would have been you look good kid thanks um and tonight probably not a lot my not dad told me about some show called kaleidoscope or okay. something that just came out on i think netflix he said there's like six there's only like six or seven episodes but he said that it was a really cool show so i might watch that okay i think i've Heard somebody say the same thing. Like, there's only a few episodes, but yeah, good stuff. So, you're are you born and raised in KC, right? Yes. Um, and how did mom and dad meet? Do you know? I don't think I know that. Okay. Um, and they, uh, you're the oldest of two, right? Yes. And then, what? How old were you when they were like, "This isn't working out anymore." My parents got divorced when I was seven. Seven. My sister was two. Okay. And I was seven. Um. So you do have that's because that's an interesting, like, you know, for folks that have gone through that. Do you or do you not have memories of your folks being under the oh, same yeah. roof? Yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah. some people, you know, even as old as seven, people, a couple people I've talked to Don't are like, call it. yeah. Yeah, no, I remember. I mean, I remember a number of things from when my parents were still married. I don't think my sister does because right. she was only Dude. two. Yeah. Um, like, I, I always, like, one of the things that I talk about is I love the Renaissance Festival. I remember going as a kid. You s still do? Yes. Okay. And I think you the reason why I love it. Turkey leg and. Fuck no, that's gross. <laughs> no. 
No. And you should have seen it. We went this year and the lines to get turkey legs. I mean, you would have thought that they were handing out like winning lottery tickets right. for turkey. And I was just. And it I mean, how just, much is a ticket to get in? This is the first year I've actually bought them. Because remember, Girk used to have that. As for sure. An yeah. Account, mm-hmm. He would always get his tickets. Yeah. And so this year we actually bought them. I think it's, I mean, it's like free for kids that are under sure. a certain age. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like 20 bucks. And who'd you go with? 25 bucks. Uh, my dad went, and then my sister and her three okay. daughters all went. But this, I mean, there's the spend, even if it's only 20 bucks to get in. But then also, like, you gotta, how are you gonna divide up your day? Or, or if you're there for four hours, and does it feel justified to stand in a huge line for a fucking turkey leg? There, there's people there that very clearly thought so because <laughs> of the amount of, I mean, th- that line looked like that the whole time we were there. I mean, it was just, hmm. it was ridiculous. And we made the mistake of going, it was the last weekend okay. that they were open. And we parked where I didn't even know they had parking. Like oh, it man. was far. It was, yeah. It was you didn't ridiculous. have a golf cart with you? No. Oh, man. It was ridiculous. And hot. Was it hot? No. Oh, I mean, okay. that's the thing is that the weather was really nice, nice. that weekend, which you knew was going to drive out even more people. But then it sucked because we got in and half of the places were cash only. And I'm like, how many people do you think are coming out here knowing? I mean, it's, I don't recall any of the other times that we've gone that it's really just been cash only. Mm. So it just was, you had to really kind of pick and choose, you know, where you wanted to spend money. Now, of course I got a drink because I needed it to deal with all that was there. Children. Mm -hmm, And children. Um, But, you know, it was fun. But I, I love the Renaissance Festival and I think I love it because I remember doing that you know, with my parents sure. and, and getting dragon tears and bringing those home. Yeah. And fucking pieces of glass. Yeah. You know, but it was fun. Like that was a fun thing. To I do. remember thinking for just a moment, uh, that when we were being told like over and over again, that there wasn't going to be any Turkey for a moment, I was like, I wonder how that's going to affect Turkey leg sales at the Renaissance. I guess not at all. It's no, but, Oh no, they, they did fine. But they you, fine, clearly. So you guys used to do that and it's a, a fun memory. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that I remember doing as a kid, and I thought it was fun. And I remember getting my sister to go with me to the Renaissance Festival as a, as adults. Uh, yeah, a number nice. of years ago. Oh my god, she bitched the entire time we were there and because just hated hated every second of like just these people are fucking weird. Why are they dressed up? Like, well, I don't understand. Like, like just had. Why'd no you bring me to Wyandotte yeah, County? Yeah, I had no understanding of why. I, like, I wanted to be there, and um, you know, I mean, and again, is that when you realized? Oh, I bet you don't remember. Well, and that—that's what I was thinking was either she never went. Hmm. You know, maybe it was possible that I went before she was born, or they got a sitter. I just don't or something. remember her being there because I didn't want her to be born. Maybe that could be it. And that's the struggle is real for us oldest. I mean, I love her now, but right. for a minute, it, yeah. it took a while. Um, but, you know, I just, I don't, she obviously doesn't have any memory of it. So she hates it. She just thinks that, so when I asked her if she would go, she amazingly enough was fine. And I go, okay, but here, here's the rub. You got to be pleasant. You Well, you have to pay for the tickets this time. Uh-oh. Like, I, I don't have tickets to just give you. So you're going to, and now you've made more children. So there's 
more tickets that you're going to have to buy. They have three? They have three. The youngest all, all one... Girls, right? Yes. The youngest one was going to be able to get in for free, but the other two weren't. Okay. So I bought two tickets, and my sister bought two tickets, and then my dad bought a ticket, and we all went. And I mean, it ended up being a decent time, and the girls had fun, but there were lines... I mean, it just was, it was so crowded. It was unbelievable. And it's, you know, as children, children don't enjoy standing in lines. Fuck no. And to entertain Come, three of them. Take, take a couple little ones to Disney World and oh, tell yeah, me, I, tell me how that was. Yeah, no, I don't. I went, I went fresh, um, like, I mean, maybe it was a year. We, we might've been a year into separation in route to divorce and we went together and literally like and it didn't bring you closer together uh, well it was well it kind of in, in a teeny tiny way it did because uh both significant others at the time were not fans of any of that oh um on my end uh i think she like was okay with it kind of but we ended up not being a thing anymore because that continued to come. I'm like, she lives a fucking block away from me. We have like six transitions a week. You know, there's never not going to, anyway, he, he was way, way, way more uh, upset about it. And I discovered this year, just a few weeks ago that our biggest point of catching up happens at the Christmas program at our kid's school. Cause that's the, you have to get there like 45 minutes before it starts. Um, I mean, they, they are at the auction, they auction off the front pews and it goes for like thousands of dollars. Cause you can, then you can just roll in. But anyway, so you're there 45 minutes early and it's an hour long. Like that's our biggest source of catching up on shit. Right. So, uh, whenever, whatever year that was, it was the Christmas going. So we, we went right before COVID. Uh, I mean, I mean like just barely anyway. Um, so she likes to really uh, shape and protect information. And I'm just like, well, you know, it's weird. But so whenever something's going on, like she doesn't want to share. But I, you, it's, I mean, I can feel it. Like it's, you know, so we were, you know, sitting there both. And I was like, what the fuck? What is what? Just what? <laughs> And she was like, oh, I, you know, I, 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 I booked everything today, like the, oh, the tickets and all that shit. And I was like, oh man, she's like so much fucking money and such a headache and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I bet. And I could feel that there was a, but, and I was like, but, and she's like, no, I'm like, fine. And so I, you know, and she's like, he, he's like super, super, super upset about it. And I was like, well, you booked two rooms, right? And she's like, no, because it was going to be another $500. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? That's fair. But but he didn't know. Oh, he didn't even know about that? No, so I was like, oh, are we going to like just try to navigate and like wave the lie flag? Or are you going to fix this so that you can be honest? And she was like, I swear to God, between him and her, we should ask them to pitch in for the extra room. And I was like, that's, that's tacky. hilarious. But I also don't want to share a room with you. So, right. like, just figure it out and let me know what I need to do on my end. But, I mean, holy fuck. I don't like the heat. I don't like walking. I don't like standing in line. Uh, so, I was 
for months and months and months, I was like, I am going to be pleasant. I am going to try to keep a lid on my judgment of the other humans around us. Um, and really my only wish for this whole trip is for us not to have a whole bunch of fights because right. it'll suck for everybody. We, and we had one and I was, I was pleased with the result. And did the kids have a good time? Yeah. Because right? that's the yeah. only reason you're even going. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, you know, once, once we're home, they're like, when are we going again? I'm like, like, fucking never. When you have a job, when you, you have your yourself. own kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that will be, you can tell me all of, I'll probably be dead, but you can tell me. Oh. Anyway, um, wait. Did you go to Disneyland or Disney World? World? So you went to Florida. Yes. Okay. I my parents took me to Disneyland. Interesting. When I was a little kid. Um, I don't. I remember some of it. Like, and I remember because I like I can even see the pictures in my head that they that we still have from going on that trip. Sure. Um, so I for sure still have memories of you know when I was when my parents were married and yeah you know, being at home. Sure. And, well, it's funny that you said didn't want her to be born. I mean, that was like, you know, I don't know when I figured it out. Eventually I got like my whole life unpacked and was able to like see shit, you know, I was like, Oh my God, for like three, four or five years, like every waking moment was how can I make this human not exist? And all of the different layers of, you know, like, and then it'll get worse if you tell. And then we, navigate the waters of her like having the courage to tell and fuck the consequences i mean it's amazing that she turned out half okay but probably no memories for her of everybody together but do you do you remember did either of them when they were together put music on in the home or uh, after they were split was either of them playing music that you remember i know my dad has always really liked music i my my mom did too i mean I loved music as a kid, loved music. My parents, I remember my parents used to tell me like a song would come on and I knew every word of the song before the song was over and could sing it back to you without having it on. Nice. Um, So I've always really liked music and it's been, you know, my whole life. And I, music is something that I have on all the time, whether I'm at the gym, if I'm in the car, you know, if I'm getting ready in the morning. I mean, I've always had music on and I've always had a huge like wide variety of musical well just i mean i listen to all kinds of different things sure um but you know i i remember my dad always listening to music super loud oh, all the time okay um you know and he would go to concerts and things sure. like that and i know my mom liked music too um definitely mom and i did not like the same kind of what was mom into music I remember always, I would hate it. We would be in the car, like she'd be taking us to school and she'd have it on 94.9, the oldies yeah, station. Yeah. But back in the day, it was old, like the oldies to us oldies. It was, it was like stuff the from like real the 60s OG and, oldies. Yeah, like oldies oldies. Yeah. And I just hated it. Oh my God. It. I would try to change the station and she'd put it back on. I fucking love that shit. Okay, well now they play fucking Guns N' Roses. I know. So I know. now they make me feel old because now they're playing the stuff that we listen to, you know, when. We were kids. Have you seen the meme of uh, it's a it's it involves Axel and there's a girl who like tweets a picture of you know 1987 Axel and she's like oh if only can you imagine and he replies and says hey and she's like beat it creep and he's like no 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 that's actually me really yes yes and actually just a couple days ago i saw a tiktok and it's like a then and now and so uh 
they're in Tokyo, and he's like, fucking Tokyo, you know, 1980, whatever, and they, they're playing Welcome to the Jungle, and about mm-hmm. two minutes in, it cuts into uh, the same moment of the song, but a version from, like, last week, live, and he's just frumpy and dumpy and... Uh, he's not aged well. Wild different. Well, I mean, you do that to your body, and I think... Okay, but still, I mean, Keith Richards, I think, actually died uh, 40 I'd years ago, it. and somebody just has him up on, like, fucking puppet <laughs> Weekend strings. Bernie's. Like, you know, there's some people that... Fair enough. I, just, yeah, you're right. You know, and then he looks like him, Vince Neil, Sebastian Bach, who I was fucking in love with. Like, at 12 years old, I was like, I'm gonna marry that guy. Uh-huh. And today, you look at him, and I'm like... Yikes. He's not... So, mom old. was into oldies... Dad was listening to stuff loud. Do you remember an album that you first fell in love with or, or bought or acquired on your own that would have started your collection? Or? Slave to the Grind. Oh, for real? Well, you told me mm-hmm. that prior to that you had a big New Kids. Oh, yeah. I love the New Kids on the block. So, mm-hmm. But you, Slave to the Grind was the first album you ever owned? Or no, did you have I probably, I, I Hanging Tough? Or whatever it was um, called. Yeah I, yeah, I had that tape. Yeah. Um, I had Wham. Oh, my God. I loved Wham. Freedom, the song Freedom by Wham, which so later good. on he then did a song called Freedom as George Michael. So there's two freedoms. Oh, I don't know if I know the Wham version then. It's, I love it. Okay. It was my favorite song as a little kid. I remember listening to that super loud down at the pool in the summer. I just loved that song. But it was, you know, Wham, New Kids on the Block. I mean, it was Belinda Carlisle, like right. all that kind of stuff. And it was, it literally was almost like overnight. Will you pull that just to the edge of the table, please? Yes. Thank you. Um, it was almost overnight that I went from listening to that what? to like Skid Row and Metallica. Okay. <laughs> it was just, uh, it just it, I mean, it. I don't even really recall the trend. I don't know if I just saw Sebastian Bach one day and was like, I don't know what that guy does, but we're going to start doing that instead. Right. But it just... Get those ovaries ready. <laughs> I, I mean, I was just... I was like, I'm going to marry that right. dude. Um, just... But, I mean, I did... I, and, and I liked the music. And then I got into heavier stuff. I started listening to, like, Pantera and stuff oh, wow. like that. So, okay. Um, I, uh... So... Uh, Ellington, you met Medeski is the, the the key player for Medeski Martin and Wood. He's that's the old man, mm-hmm. and then my dog that was you know uh, before Medeski was McConnell. So we've got Craig McConnell. No, you named him after Craig no, McConnell? I named him after Paige McConnell, who plays keyboards for Fish. Oh, I'm gonna tell Craig that you named him after. He knows. I I told him when he interviewed me that, I, and I didn't I didn't get hired. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought I could, he had like a couple uh he was going to uh, Manhattan or Colorado or something and he had a couple of five hour energy on the mm-hmm. and I and I at that point in time was finally like I can't do because Durango where I lived for a good bit is 16 hours if you just stop for gas and to pee um, and we, we, I would still I still go out there uh, I mean I was out there this summer with the kids but at, at that point in time whatever that would have been like 11 or 12 years ago it was like no moss I gotta break that shit up so I would and and we discovered that it was good to leave like uh, right at dusk because mm-hmm. the kids will sleep the right. whole way and then you just get them out and put them in the hotel bed but I, I learned that like uh, I could do a whole day 
and then hit the road and have a five hour energy. And uh, I started calling like two and a half hour energy because they didn't. But but it would I could really go and then it would just drop off and like oh we got to pull over it's getting dangerous (laughs) you know but anyway uh, so we wanted to get this puppy like three years ago and then all this cancer and shit happened with the old man and so we had to wait and so when it was finally time to be actively looking uh, I gave the kids a list of like twenty seven pianist last names i was like we're gonna keep we're not gonna deviate from what daddy's done so Mm -hmm. far with two dogs so here's your choices and they were like that blows like holy shit but so i'm putting this list together and i just heard uh delvin lamar organ trio so like just a little three-piece jazz outfit They, they had just come across my radio radar somehow and I was like, oh my God, that dude is really good. So he, his name went on the list, and then I added his that their record to my streaming service. And I was listening to it one day, and uh, they do a cover of Careless Whisper, and it's so freaking great. I know, it's so good. And it's like weird to think, like obviously vocals are a huge part of that song, mm-hmm. but even this instrumental version is, good. oh, it's really good. Um, but that is, I mean a huge leap to like you know wham to pantera kind of in the blink of an eye i mean have you ever tried to poke around at that and see what that was all about well i mean it wasn't i I, and i don't know i mean you know there's things that happen in childhood you know i'm sure because you know my parents got divorced when i was seven my dad started dating i'm not gonna say what i want to call her uh this woman Mm mm-hmm her name starts with a C, ironically. <laughs> um, Carolyn. Mm, yep, sure. So he started dating this woman, and she had two daughters that were both older than I was. Alexis, which I, I will hate that name from now to the end of time because she was also... Pretty Carolyn-y. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then her older sister, Tabby Starr. Uh-huh. You got, is that two words? I sure I guess I don't know I just Tabby Star was her name. Wow. Um, and I know you know they listened to kind of more like adult type music, and sure. I think that probably kind of got some of that started. Okay. Um, although you know they weren't together for that long, and then my dad started dating this other woman who had a daughter that was older than I was, and we actually became really close. Like, oh. I loved my dad's girlfriend. I loved her daughter, she was like an older sister to me because I was the older sister, you know, to my younger sister. So right. it was nice kind of having yeah. an older Walk around sister. in those shoes for a minute. Yeah, and I remember like we used to listen to Vanilla Ice together oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it was somewhere during that time frame because I remember being, my dad had moved to California temporarily with his girlfriend. Oh, wow. And I remember being in California and really getting into Cinderella from, you know, the rock the hair bands that's that Cinderella is that is the best Cinderella one to get into for Metallica my yeah okay and, i mean i that's kind of i really remember getting into that stuff at that time so i think that's maybe where i started to hear okay. more of that sure. was when i was out there i absolutely love cinderella i mean his voice and I sh- it's a shame that i don't know his name but i mean there's nothing like it keith something is it mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like a keith but okay it's keith something huh um yeah i I 
loved all that stuff. I remember that I bought a single, uh, Heartbreak Station, I think was the name of the song. Absolutely. I had the single and I remember my, I called her my sister Kelly, wore this perfume called Lulu that I really loved and she had some of it and I remember spraying it on the outside of the paper case you know that make the single forging memories <laughs> yeah i mean it was just and i actually own a bottle of that lulu perfume okay. now okay I still what are you wearing like today it. you smell good it's called juliet has a gun wow that is i would have lost all my money on final jeopardy if i just had to guess that ridiculous name for but it's cool I, though I love the catchy way it smells, though um so yeah, I mean, I there was some kind of a transition, I think, there. And then, you know, I remember my mom used to listen to country, and I fucking hated it. Good hey, for you. Oh, my God, I hated it so much. And now it's funny. Now I like country, and I like the country that my really? mom used to listen to. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the, but I hated it. The Hess-Stagner uh, Union are, are big fans. They, like it, country? I mean, you know, they document most every sneeze on facebook uh but they go to a ton of like you know and these are big shit like i see i'm like oh my god i don't even know that person's name and they sold out arrowhead right yeah anyway yeah i don't yeah and i mean and i don't think i like it now because my mom liked it because i mean i hated it like that just i did not like that music at all and at that time in my life i was definitely listening to like harder heavier stuff so that to me was a fucking nightmare. Like I just hated all of it. Yeah. And now I like a lot of that okay. stuff. So okay. I mean, I like like '90s country into like today's country. Interesting. Which I think really, those are two totally different types of music. I mean, it's all under the country umbrella. Yeah, but and they but sound very different. Most folks I talk to that are into country make that same distinction. Yeah. Like it's not very different. Yeah. Like Chris Stapleton. Right. Love Chris Stapleton. Yeah. And I think that you cannot like country music at all and you can like Chris Stapleton. For sure. Like my dad doesn't really like country music and he likes a number of Chris Stapleton songs. Did either of them uh have any kind of opinion about that you and the heavy stuff or um I lived with my mom Okay. Really, when my parents got divorced, I lived. With, I lived with my dad on two different occasions. Yeah. Well, the, the, this were you guys still in school when he moved to California, or did he wait? Yeah. Okay. He was in. Interesting. He lived in California for. He lived in Huntington Beach. I think he was there for like a year or maybe a year and a half, and he moved out there in ninety or ninety one, I think. So when I went out there, it was just to go visit him. I wasn't living with him. I was living right. with my mom. Um, did but that... my mom hated that music. Yours? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but did you, like, I mean, have any kind of opinion or feelings about the fact that he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna move to Cal? I mean, were you seeing him, like, 50-50? Like... Oh, no. Okay. I mean, I, no, I had a heart. There was a lot of stuff growing up that I had to do and deal with that, um was not ideal for a child. And um, my dad moved, even when he moved to Lee Summit, that's where he was living when he was with the girlfriend that I really liked. Okay. That was hard. You know, that seemed really super far away. Yeah. From having your parents live under the same roof. And then he started dating next Tuesday (laughs) in Overland Park or Leewood or wherever she lived. Um her name was Sydney. It was it's even a see you Ugh. next Tuesday name. I'm I, um, sorry to all the Sydneys out there, but it is. Um, she so you know that was hard. 
But then he moved out to Lee Summit, and Lee Summit just seemed super far away. It you still know, does to like, me. Eight year, I know, right? Now that I actually have to drive out there because that's where my sister lives with her kids. Um, it, it, it was far. Yeah. He moved to California, and that was the first time he'd really been like far away. And that was when I was probably, I think, 10 when he first moved out there and was there for, like I said, like a year, year and a half. Um, then he came back or they came back. They continued to see each other for a while and then ended up breaking up. My dad moved in with some other woman that lived in Lee Summit. Hmm. Lived in Lee Summit for a period of time and then he, he ended up moving to Tennessee. Oh, wow. When I was 12. Damn. So, um, no, I had a very, 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 very difficult time. With it that. seems like a whole lot of, I'm going to, I'm going to see where this goes. Like, right. Hope, hope you guys are okay here. Yeah, it was, it, it was a lot. I mean, I actually, um, I actually, I overdosed when I was 12 and I did it shortly after my dad left. On? Um, I took a bunch of pills that oh I my had. God. That it was a prescription medication that I took for like anti-nausea, um, I had to get my stomach pumped. It was shortly after my dad left what, for Tennessee. What happened after you after you did that? Made that choice and did that? Like, um, I went downstairs and I asked my mom and her boyfriend if X amount of pills would kill me. And you know, they both looked at me like, "Why the fuck are you asking me that?" Holy shit! And um, my mom was like, "Wait, like, what? Why? Why are you asking me that?" And I started crying and I turned around and I went upstairs and I remember my mom coming upstairs and um, she saw the bottle laying on the counter in my bathroom and realized that all the pills were gone. And she asked me if I took them. You got to prepare me if you're going to fucking unload some shit yeah, like sorry. that. <laughs> Thanks for well, coming. Well, I, I was debating on even <laughs> right. saying no, it, no, but no. I mean, it's, you know, it's Woo. part of who I am in my life. Yeah, so, yeah of course. Um, so, yeah. So they ended up putting me in the car and they took me to St. Joe medical center or uh -huh. whatever off 435 and state line the doctor told my mom that had we gotten there five minutes later i would have died i wouldn't have lived fucking a bro um they pumped my stomach i remember i woke up the next day i was in a different hospital and i had both of my arms taped to these green boards so i couldn't bend my arms and found out that i apparently had hit a nurse in the face i had to be life lighted from um, St. Joe to Children's Mercy. Oh God. And I, I guess I hit a nurse. And um, so they taped my arms to these boards so that I couldn't yeah. bend my arms. Yeah. Um, so that was that was fun. But I mean, I have no recollection of being in the helicopter. I don't sure. remember hitting anybody. I don't remember any of that. Um, but I mean, you don't just arrive at wanting to do that. It just was a lot. I mean, it was my, you know, my parents getting yeah. divorced. It was, you know my dad deciding to leave again and now my dad's going to be living in another state and I, you know, I'm never going to see him having to deal with my mom. My mom had a lot of issues. My oh, mom yeah. had chronic migraine headaches. She had fibromyalgia. Oh, that's right. Um, Man. so she was always taking medication. She always had doctors prescribing her. Pills God, it's like and the meds perfect storm. Just, yeah. All kinds of stuff. And I mean, I, the shit that I dealt with dealing with all of that growing up was, a ton and i think that was a big part of why i really got into music i mean i just it was just something to like escape from i was everything. gonna say the same thing yeah um it's funny if you ask my mom i am legally deaf in my right ear me too and i have been since not I was legally 12. but 
pretty close. That's, I mean, legally deaf is what they said when I was, um, when they diagnosed me or whatever. And, um, if you asked my mom, my mom told everybody that she could that it was because of that rat fuck music that I would listen to. So, um, you know, the doctor told her it was probably from a virus or an ear infection or something. But my mom told anybody cool story. that would listen. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody it's because she listens to this really fucking shitty music really loud. So that's what I'm going to tell people. And she she did. Um. So anyway, but yeah, there just there was a ton of shit that I just had to deal with growing up. And, you know, wow. it was it just was hard. And my dad was gone. I mean, when my dad moved in 92 um to tennessee he was pretty much gone my whole life year after slave the grain came out yep wow and but now i mean now he lives with does he know he knows all these things right oh yeah no he knew that and i mean you know did he come back when that happened no i didn't fucking have a word with this guy oh Tell me lies. Tell me, don't tell me the truth anymore, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I mean, that was the thing, because I remember being in the hospital, and um, I remember talking to my dad on the phone, and my dad telling me, you know, that he was so sorry, and this and that, but that he wasn't able to come see me because he had meetings. You know, he had just taken this job out there, and blah, 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 and... Um, You're going to need to give me a lot of good if i ever have for whatever reason happen to meet this guy you're gonna need to give me some good to to bring it back to oh got it before i before i do nice to meet you sir you know what i'm saying just don't ever call him sir okay well you know what i mean um yeah so um you know it was it sucked i mean you know i was in the hospital for several days and then my mom took me to the kansas institute where they I was for, I think, a week or two weeks. Um, and that was when I was 12. I was going to say, is this sixth grade, seventh grade? I think I was in sixth grade. And where were you? At what school? Holy Cross. Okay, okay. Did you have some buddies there? I mean, when you came back, were people, like, concerned and... You know, it's weird. Happy I don't remember any of that. Oh, wow. And honestly, you know, I um, I ended up moving in with my dad shortly after that happened. I moved in with... So weird. I moved, yeah. My dad was living in Memphis in an apartment with this dude who... Um, I don't know how they knew each other, but, you know, he had just moved out there and didn't know anybody. And so him and this dude, and they're actually still friends to oh, wow. this day. Okay. Um. But I ended up living with him in this apartment, and I went in Nashville in Memphis. Mem- sorry, Memphis, He's armpit of the universe. Just we, she's got to go down here now. That's yeah. Lived in Memphis for a year, maybe, and my dad started dating the chick that lived in the apartment right above us. Um, we moved from Memphis to Tulsa, so my eighth grade, my seventh grade year was in. Tennessee and my eighth grade year was in Oklahoma. God damn, bro. And then we moved back to Kansas City and I lived with my dad for the first part of my freshman year. I went to Shawnee Mission North and then he moved back. They, him and his wife moved back to Tennessee and I moved in with my, moved back in with my mother. So I lived with my dad for a few years. I feel like I should do the rest of this episode 
on the same side of the table with you and just <laughs> hold you a little. Uh, but we don't want our server to think we're that kind of weird right, couple. Right, right. Um, damn, that is fucking nuts like you all of this you've not even driven a car or kissed a boy or you know like no i didn't get my driver's license until i was 18 because i got in five car accidents riding with other people between the ages of 15 and 16 so like when were you causing those accidents no i mean well maybe who knows i'm kidding um yeah i mean and a couple of those were not good um one of those was with my mom and my best friend at the time and my boyfriend at the time. And the person that got the most injured was my mom. Oh, um, damn. Her head went through the windshield. Ugh. She had to be cut out of the car. It was, I mean, it was, it was terrible. I, I remember I actually got out of the car. I, and like once I like came to and like realized what was going on, my butt was on the floor and my knees were in like the glove compartment. And I looked up and my mom's head, like the uh, windshield was like uh, this in her head. Jesus. And she was obviously leaned over like this. She broke the steering wheel with her chest when she hit it. The only person that was in the car that had on a seatbelt was my mom. I didn't have a seatbelt on. Yeah, the people you... in the back seat didn't have a seatbelt on. So nothing to keep them from keeping my mom from flying through. So, um, but anyway, I remember we had come up to it. It was a two way stop and we didn't have a stop sign, but the other guy did. He didn't stop. And I remember hearing before it all happened, I remember hearing my mom say, oh, my God, he's not going to stop. And we fucking slammed into the side of this guy's truck. And um, anyway, when I when I came to and I saw like what what was going on, I kept saying my mom's name and she was not moving. Mm -mm. And I thought she was dead. And. I finally got out of the car and I like hobbled ran. Oh, I ran over to the, the dude had spun and gone down kind of like down into this like embankment. And I was screaming at this guy. Where, you what? fucking killed my mom. I mean, it uh-uh. was, you were not. Yeah. And it was what, crazy. Where, what intersection? It was, it was in Overland park. It was off like 150 ninth oh, wow. and something. Okay. And after this happened, they made it a four-way stop because it was a two-way stop before. You roll through it on occasion? Um, do I? Have you been through it? I yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure I have. It was we were on our way to go pick up my sister from like a cheerleading thing. It's hilarious to me that my sister was a cheerleader at any point in her life, but um so yeah, and it just so happened that riding together was a doctor and a nurse when this happened. And so they came over and they were kind of assist, you know, assisting until. Was there, I mean, there had to have been blood and shit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom, my mom drove a stick shift. It was a Honda something or other. And her left foot got stuck between the brake and the clutch. (sighs) And it turned her foot, like her ankle bone, like it was sticking out of the side of her leg. She broke the steering wheel with her chest. She (coughs) had, you know, the windshield in her forehead. I mean, it was. It was terrible. So, I mean, you know, I think a lot of the stuff that my mom had issues with was justified. I mean, that was one accident she was in. She's been in, she was in numerous accidents where she got hurt pretty bad. Um, So, yeah, but I was in five car accidents between 15 and 16. So when it was time for me to drive, I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) I'll pass. The driving front. And then when I finally got my license at 18, I was like, fuck all you guys. I'm never riding with another person ever again. I was the worst backseat driver. Oh, I bet. I bet you probably still have a little bit of it in you. I do. Yeah. I do. I mean, there's certain people, like I rode with Melissa Redman. 
Yeah. I I am not I am not lying to you when I tell you when we got back, I physically got out of the car and I kissed the ground when I got out of the car because I legit saw my life flash before my eyes. Still had that big twenty times that pile day. of papers. Oh my god. It was she is hands down the scariest driver. Or that, at man. least one of the That's scariest crazy. drivers that are on the planet. It's just frightening. Wow. So yeah. Dude. I, I feel like I have all the you can go now. I have all the answers. <laughs> Thank you. See you later. Um damn, that is so insane. Yeah, sorry. I kind of took that the No, dude. I'm glad you shared. I mean, that's I have that's anyway. Uh so 91 slave so interesting that you know, I mean, their debut, self-titled debut was huge. Mhm. Would have like three or four just massive hits. Youth Gone Wild, I Remember You, 18, 18 in Life, and the fourth one is lesser. Uh, but anyway. Um, all the songs on that album are good. Rattlesnake Shake. I mean, all the songs really that are on that album are The first one? Good, but yeah. Okay. But I Remember You, Youth Gone Wild, and 18 in Life are, I think, the ones that like everybody of course. really- yeah new yeah and then slave to the grind came out I, I got my grandmother to buy that for me okay nice sure grandma didn't know what she was right buying, right could have been worse though me. i mean sure. could have been pantera um <laughs> she wouldn't have known it wouldn't have mattered um so how how did this this record though how how did how was it how did it land in your lap how were you like i must own this this one in particular. I got it at, like the mall. I mean, my grandmother and I went to because I I remember you know learning who Skid Row was, sure. becoming ridiculously obsessed <laughs> with Sebastian Bach, right? But actually, really falling in love with the music at okay. the same time. Okay. It wasn't just oh my god, I think you're hot, right? So I'm gonna listen to this trash that you're producing. <laughs> I actually really liked the music, and you know I just remember you know, them talking about the new album coming out and getting my grandmother to buy it for me. We got it at a mall and I just loved it. I, it was a CD and I remember even like, I can still remember even like what it smelled like. Cause I loved Absolutely. to take the thing yes. out and to read the music and you know, the lyrics, if they had, it, it was like my favorite thing was to read the lyrics. Yeah. But I loved the way that like, oh my it God. smelled there's a, and I can still smell it today. There's there. I don't, I don't know why, but there's a, uh, in one of my yearbooks, there's a picture of me at my desk in my room in high school and like all of my tapes and I've got liner notes out. And it, it's weird that it, it, it ended up being like a, a good shot and it wor- went well with whatever story they were writing. But I, it's so weird. I did that so often. Yeah. I mean, door shut, cranked. Uh-huh. At, at some point, um, I mean, there was uh, by that time and until I left, there was a lot of friction between my mother and I, mm-hmm. but uh, I went and uh, replaced my doorknob with a one with a key so that nobody would go. I mean, I'd right. like, you know, a bong and condoms and sure. whatever, but just still more than anything, you're not allowed to be in that space yeah, unless I say so. Oh, my yeah. personal. Uh-huh. But I mean, that smell was like. Uh, intoxicating. I know. I mean, and it's, it's a weird smell. It it's is. not anything that even really smells great, but it was just, you just associate that with the excitement, I think, of having this piece of music that you love. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. I just, 
it, that was like my favorite thing to do when I would Same. get, you know, tapes and CDs and stuff. So this, the original Skid Row album, I had that, I remember I had that as a tape, but then I got Slave to the Grind and that was on CD. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just, from there, I think my musical taste just has continued to kind of go all over the sure. place. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you take my music on my phone and just, you know, put, put it on shuffle it, no thanks i got enough things to try and sort out yeah i, I mean know. there's there's it there's all kinds of stuff but, right you know right, uh, it's the spice of life right absolutely um and there's there's a lot of variety on this record i mean the there's a huge like vocal drop in the opening track right where he just, you know, the song's going for a little bit of time, and then all of a sudden he comes in, and he's just like, mm-hmm. Not at that time. Uh, obviously, there's plenty of metal and hair bands and whatever, hat, but very few folks had pipes like, like that. that. And and I don't, I, I don't think that I knew that he had them. I mean, my, I bought myself a guitar and was taking guitar lessons and he started with me with house of the rising sun. And then the second song he wanted to teach me, was 18 in life. And I was like, skid row. I don't want to do a skid. And then I was like, Oh, okay. This is pretty. Like, mm-hmm. this is cool. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, and you know, youth gone wild. I was always kind of like, but I remember, I'm sorry. Uh, I remember you was mm-hmm. the, was the one that he wanted to teach me. But anyway, I didn't know until, like I heard that opening track wh- whenever it was that he could belt it out like he could that. Sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Monkey business, I think was maybe the most well-known from the record perhaps. Um, pro- I mean, probably, I mean, something that's heavier that's on that track. I mean that, I think Quixie and Jesus was pretty popular off of that. I my, love that song. My note for Quixie and Jesus is, wow, what is happening there? Yeah, Quixie and Jesus is... Um... Have, did, have you seen the video for Quixie and Jesus? I didn't know. No, not Quixie and Jesus. I just I'm drawing a blank. It's okay. On, there's there's a song that's on there that has to do with basically like drug addicts and So we got Monkey Business, Slave to the Grind, The Threat, Quicksand Jesus, Psycho Love, Get the Fuck Out. I love that song. Living on a Chain Gang, Creep Show, In a Darkened Room, Riot Act, Mud Kicker, and Wasted Time. Wasted Time. Yeah, I, and I don't, I don't make, I only make a note on a song if it's it peaks something and wastes. I was like, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, cover art. Do you know? His dad. You're right. Did that? His dad was an artist. Oh, um, it's it a cool painting. I, I printed it out and I didn't bring it down. How lame. I know what it looks like. Yes. Um, but it is cool. It's so like uh, this me- medieval time, but people have like devices, like mm-hmm. technological. It's a fascinating piece. It's a cool piece. Um, so speaking of, how are you with screen time in your life? Is it an issue? Is it not an issue? Do you approach it with mindfulness 
or you, you look like you're looking at me like I'm speaking a different language. <laughs> Screen time. Yes. Just phones and yeah, laptops. Yeah. And... I mean, yeah, but it's mostly the phone, but I mean, all of it's a part of the pie, right? I mean, we're all on it. I think probably more than any of us want to be, but that's where everything is. So, you know, and I mean, with me constantly listening to music and yeah. whatnot, I mean, I'm, you know, on it frequently. Do you have, I have, and it's embarrassing to admit this and especially to do it more than once. Um, but I have pockets where like, I don't know exactly what I took it out for, but let's just say, that I want to get, I wanted to look at Facebook mm -hmm. and really the only time I want, if I ever get on Facebook, it's cause I'm hoping that there's like a notification that is going to like have some merit or, or connection with somebody like where you're actually engaging instead of just groups that you're right. Anyway. So let's say that I, I, I and then, and it's almost always not the case. Like I almost always open Facebook and I'm like, why, why, why do I still have this? Mm -hmm. But I will, so, so I don't, I think that I don't get the, the thing met, the box checked. So I close it and then go to another thing and I'll, I'll run through whatever the things are, Instagram, Twitter, you know, maybe I'll check an email account and then I'll realize, uh, that I don't know what I'm doing. Like I just keep, what, what's the next thing I'm going to open? Right. It, it, going from one social media platform to the next. Yeah. So, and that it bothers me a lot. And I, so I'm glad when I have that realization so I can be like, what fucking, let's take a, take Put a breath and out. yeah. And look, look around and look at some nature or something for a second. But you don't, does, do you have any thing like that? I mean, I think we all do that. Um, you know, I try to be mindful, especially like it makes me crazy. If you go into a restaurant and you see numerous people, tables where everybody that is sitting at whatever that table is are not actually talking to each other they're on their phones looking at mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. and it's just i think you know people have such a hard time having normal face-to-face -face conversations because they're doing this yeah. so much of the yeah. time that it's like we just don't even know how to communicate one-on-one -on -one with people right. anymore because everything we do is part of the reason why here. i wanted to do this you know yeah. um so, uh, you know, when the uh, you know, when the recording was finished for this, they of course went on tour in support of it. Uh, opened for Guns N' Roses for the North American leg of the tour, or um, the North American leg of the Use Your Illusion tour, mm -hmm. uh, and then took Pantera and Soundgarden on the road with them as their openers the next year. Right, which is just like. I Skid mean, Row was not really a hair band. I, I know, but I mean, very few outfits are like, you know, record one, record two, and then you're on the road with Guns N' Roses and Pantera right. and fucking Soundgarden. I mean, like, welcome to the big time. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I got... Uh, I've never really done a deep dive with Pantera, but I've always been aware of... There's a lot of talent and like uh technical i think kind of genius happening in some of their stuff mm -hmm. so that they've for me they've like you can have metal for the most part who, whoever i'm talking to but i'll i'll take pantera and keep it out for myself because i think they're unique and mm -hmm. cool mm -hmm. um but anyway um 
a spin reviewer <laughs> suggested that this record uh, takes the listener to dark, unsettling places where reflection collides with worry. And to me, that seems like a pretty, like that happens in life. It can happen in life. And mm-hmm. I, I think exhibit A over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, like I said, <laughs> um, if the shoe fits. Yeah. Um, so we talked about this not too long ago. Um, but so two episodes ago, um, the guests had picked uh, like all I mean, all of her stuff was heavy, mm-hmm. and I th- I think I maybe told you, you that didn't. we didn't we were strangers until she rang my doorbell right, um, and so when I sat down to get ready, I was like, oh okay, all right, but uh, there's a 2018 record called Mania by Fallout Boy, um, that was one of hers, and, and that's where uh, I'll stop wearing black when they invent a darker color line came, and I was like. Ashley, <laughs> but you, I, th- I think I told you I'd seen that somewhere on y- in your social yep. media world. Yeah, um, it's on a shirt. Right. Okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, representing, and you know, uh, when I heard the doorbell ring and uh, walked past the dining room window and saw the car, I always forget that even the fucking rims or whatever <laughs> Every, i my hat my car has the nightshade package so okay anything that would normally be chrome on a car is black okay so everything on my car is black on the inside and the outside wow like so one time uh after college i was working at a group home and I just really there was a there was a gal that ran it, and then the next person below her was uh, this other gal. They were both insanely cute. I mean, like married with kids and so and older, mm-hmm. but just really fucking. This is nineteen ninety eight. Just you know, no. Uh, you can't use the armor phrase anymore, but no, just flawless. You know, you're not supposed to say no no chinks in the armor anymore. Because it's offensive to, to, I don't, you, the word chink is not a, oh, a word Jesus. that people like. Okay. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll accept that. The one that I'm currently struggling with is master bedroom. Master implies that you are, oh, so now it's primary. Shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm not making these things up. It's not, terrible, but this whole world just is, has so many pussies in it, right? Everybody <laughs> gets so fucking butthurt over everything. It's like... You can't say anything anymore without someone going, well, that's offensive. Right. But you know what? Be a fucking grown up. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. The things that, y- you know, you're forced to feel bad for saying this or saying that. Or like, I think Shawnee Mission North, you know, they. The Raiders. They're the, they're the Indians. They're the Indians. Is, what, and I think they're changing. Not anymore. Yeah. Changing. They changed it. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Sorry, but like that's that all... stuff, like I could just go. So these two gals, they're running this place, okay. and nobody, nobody else. They're, you know, it's all, obviously their staff, and you're part of whatever government umbrella, and the, but they are responsible for everything. And I was just like, God damn, you guys are so fucking amazing. And I like, I mean, I still have them, but I I went and bought a pair of Doc Martin, like low cut. Dark mo- loafers, whatever, okay. and dress shoes, mm-hmm. f- for to like go to this interview. I mean, I had like a couple pairs of slacks and a couple of button ups, but not much. And I think I came home for Christmas, and my mom 
got me like a long sleeve black shirt mm-hmm. and I just one day I'm back and I wore it and uh, Catherine was like, wow, that shirt really looks good on you. And I was like, excuse me. And she was like, like, yeah, it does. Um, I was like, you should see it when it's off of me. <laughs> um, but she's like, no, no, no. I think dark colors work because you're you're very pale. Yes, yeah. I was gonna go for a different, Casper. but thank you. Uh, and so I was like, okay, dark. And that's that's the beginning and the end of my fashion like learning. You know what I mean? Like that dark colors work on you. Yeah, up, okay. up top. Uh, but you, I think you're doing it for a different reason. The love, the love of black. I just, I mean, I've, I like, black has been my favorite color since I can remember. I've just always really liked, I remember my aunt coming over one day and being in my closet and telling me that I looked like I could go to a funeral every day of the year. (laughs) Who cares? Right. I like black. I mean, black is a color that really works on virtually everybody. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I yeah. Know. You do what you like. Um, I had uh, a, a re- real, real good buddy, um, freshman, sophomore year, and he, his folks got him um, a rabbit, V dub, all black, all black wheels, mm-hmm. super, like, no way the tent on that thing was legal. Uh, and a personalized plate that said bad wab. That's awful. It is, but it was cool looking. Oh, sure. Like cool the, looking. the car, forget about the plate, but, okay. uh, and then of course he had like some t- 12s oh, all right. in the back and tweeters and okay. fucking, it was, and he taught me to drive. He was a stick and he, you know, he was so nervous because his, my parents would kill me if they knew, but he taught me how to tell, I learned how to drive That's a stick, cool. but he would, uh, he lived at, um, like 77th and Lamar. And so he, but he would shoot over to my mom's and pick me up for school. Mm-hmm. And the first day that that happened, might have even been the first day of school. Cause I think maybe, I don't remember. Anyway, I came running out my mom's front door and I'm wearing, you know, sneakers and t-shirt and shorts. And I open up the car door and get into this world of black. And he goes, did you put baby powder on your legs this morning? And I was like, I looked down because I thought I must have spilled something. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking? He's like, your legs are so fucking wide. It was like blinding me as you were running across the front yard. And I was like, oh, I probably could have gone the rest of my life with that. (laughs) But anyway, um, there was some beautiful stuff in, uh, in a darkened room, track nine. Mm -hmm. Um, do you you love the whole record? Mm-hmm. And do you, I, I, I'm you know the first one, but do you know their stuff after that? Did you are you do you do you know the whole discography? Are you a Skid Row fan all the way? Yeah, I mean they. It's called like B side or something like that. That's that's another album. Okay. that they did. Um, they didn't make a ton of albums. I mean, they weren't together they were together for a while but they weren't together for that long right um sebastian he had stuff going on right wanted him to oh not be around anymore in the group anymore so um and i think skid row kept going maybe with like somebody else Mm -hmm. but you know how that goes Mm -hmm. i mean do you know when the last record they put out was no 
That was last year. Do you know Skid Row? Do you know what it's called? No. The gang's all here. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Um, First record since 2006. But that gang's all here. Must, they must be original lineup again. There's no way he's in that. Really? I, uh-uh. I didn't check that, but no, I I would almost guarantee you that he's okay. not in. That. I'll I'll privately enjoy you being wrong, or privately really be upset that you were right. Right. Uh, either way, okay. uh, Riot Act makes me think about family, and you know, family is supposed to be the most coveted thing in our lives, and uh, sometimes for me, it's hard to keep that up front do you are you somebody that struggles with that too or with like no matter family first no matter what you know uh it's 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 all we have and you know no i mean i think you i don't know i mean i think there's family in the general you know the literal sense of right but i think that you also kind of create your own family you know so um i don't know i mean my family is weird um there's only so many people in my family that i really talk to so you know my dad didn't live here forever and now my dad actually lives with me he lived with me for the last four years his parents are 97 damn so I've been, you know, involved with them my whole life. Okay. My mom's side of the family, I don't really interact with nearly as much. Um, as a younger child, there was more interaction with my mom's side of the family. But I don't know. I mean, you know, family's important for sure. And especially, you know, with my sister having my nieces, you know, I've made the choice to not be a parent. So, you know, my nieces are really important to me. Because you missed your chance, Sebastian. Are- yeah, well, that's all right. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, they say all things happen for a reason. Right, right. Um, so, you know, I family is super important to me for sure, but I don't know that it's Yeah, it's a it's a it's like in flux, right. like anyway. Um, wasted time, a fascinating way to close the record, uh, in that it almost to me feels like a little callback to the first record a little bit and you mentioned that you have that it's a favorite of yours what do you what do you like about it that was actually my favorite song on that record i've always just i think you know dealing with depression off and on my whole life you know i've always i think leaned towards ballads and things of that nature just slower you know i mean don't get me wrong like i like rock and you know all that stuff right for sure but I've just always liked that stuff. You know, like I loved, I remember you now. Remember I was 10, no 11. I think when I started listening to that stuff, sure. and I was listening to wham and, you know, new kids. And so, you know, I mean, it, listening to, I remember you and 18 and like, those are kind of slower sort of. Yeah. So welcome to the sound. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and it is a pretty, song. wind would it's whisper. Just, and I think of you, right. I mean, you're just like, Oh, um, and then you hear some of their other stuff and you're like, oh, um, but yeah, I, I think that's part of why I liked it too, is it's one of the, one of his slower, sure. softer songs. But I think I was also attracted to the darkness of that song. Um, that 
place, the dark, unsettling place where reflection collides with worry. Yeah, it's, I mean, in the video, it, it and if I'm recalling correctly, the people that were in this video were real people. It, like, there was, like, they were real drug addicts. They were real people that, like, lived on Skid Row. They were, like, you know, hmm. quote, unquote, throwaway people Yikes. Um, that were in this video. And there's a part of the video where they show a guy that's, like, in this gross fucking dirty grimy bathroom and he's next to this toilet and he's you know he's got a tourniquet on and is shooting up um and if i'm remembering correctly i think they said that that was real that like he that like that really was happening yikes um i think you could get away with doing things like that then that's not really something that you could get away with now um and they're, they're just recording some, somebody shooting up. You could yeah, get away I mean, with it, but then you probably get canceled. Well, from whatever on TikTok. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Exactly. But you know what I mean? In the videos and stuff. Yeah. It right. Was, and there just was anything that was dark. I just had an attraction to that. Okay. You know, that's just, just being a moody kind of, I mean, that just was something that I was yeah. attracted to. Yeah. And then the angry side of me really liked the harder, sure. heavier, sure. you know, metal. Um, when I asked the gal two episodes ago, uh, like, what? If this is the presentation, the digital presentation that I'm seeing, but this is what your, this is your jam. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I think that um, I don't, like to have um i don't remember exactly how she said it but anger mm-hmm. or or like negativity like in my life and this helps me get it out, get it out. And i was like huh, mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. but um i got a couple more but i really gotta pee so i know i do too take a quick break and sure. we'll get you. Hmm? Uh, I was calling somebody a jerk off. Professional setting or personal setting someone? Professional. Mm-hmm. Catherine Olson and Lynn Buck were the girls. I got to give shouts out to them that were running Riverbend Center for Youth. Did you just look that up? No, I just it just came to me. Oh. Um... So, can we talk a little bit about mental health and body image? Well, I mean, I've already told you that I overdosed, so. That's <laughs> a fair point. Um, so, you're like a fascinating anomaly to me uh, in that, um, you know, the first time I, I saw you was like probably a GSM or something, and I'm pretty sure that I heard you coming before i saw you with the the walk with the heels or what whatever they were and and then you're always so well put together that most of the time you're you're stunning and i was like what and whoever i don't know i was in the abernathy group for the longest time and it was huge there was like 13 of us Mm -hmm. and whoever it was was like yeah i mean everybody loves ashley and i was like okay interesting um and so there's this consensus amongst males, right? That are like, you're an attractive female, right? Um, but you have in not so many words shared with me that you're not the biggest fan of your appearance yourself. Is that accurate? Yes. 
but you have to know on some level that you're attractive to most folks. So how do you compartment? How do you make sense of all that? I've had body issues forever. Okay. Um, forever, really. I honestly, I don't even remember when I didn't. Hmm. It got worse though when, sadly, I started smoking when I was twelve. And what was your brand? Newports. Okay. So actually, when I first started smoking, I, I was smoking Marble Reds. Oh wow! And then talk I, about, I mean, Skid Row. Well, welcome to the big time, right? Cowboy Killers. So, uh, <laughs> so started smoking Marble Reds, and then I switched to Marble Lights for a short period of time, and then I went to Newports. Okay. God, Marlboro Lights are so... Ugh. I mean, all cigarettes are gross. I mean... But, you know... Some are better than Newports, others. Newports, though, I loved... I would... Every time I bought a pack of cigarettes, I bought a pack of gum. So I would only smoke when I had gum in my mouth because it just made the minty part of the menthol cigarette even mintier. So it was fucked up is that when I quit smoking, I had to quit chewing gum, too. And typically, people chew gum when they quit smoking. Yeah, you got to replace the... the yeah, yeah. And I had to quit chewing gum at the same time because it made me want to smoke because I always had gum in my mouth right? when I smoked. My I had the freshest cigarette breath. I'm ever. sure. You know, what's weird is uh, if you've ever like uh, had, well, I'm sure you have at some point, but maybe you didn't make the connection because you were doing what you're doing. But uh, if you ever have like a pack of gum in your console with a pack of cigarettes and then you light a cigarette and it's like gum flavor just from hanging out in the same space. Right. Yeah. Um, my mom was kind of well known amongst my friend circle and my sister's friend circle because she would be very animated during Chiefs games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like she's one of those people that just just takes one one little observation or bit of feedback, and then we're gonna just ratchet mm-hmm. up. So like. You know, uh, her, the thing that people reference a lot was, you know, she would always rock. She stress rocks. And, and um, uh, there was a fumble in a game and she like dove out of her chair onto the floor like like she was going to recover the fumble from the television. She was helping. Yeah. Um, but she was, uh, she would uh, smoke cigarettes only during the Chiefs game. And she always had to have a Cherry Vicks cough drop. And just, yeah, it was the wildest thing. And then, you know, the game would be over and no more cigarettes. All done. Yeah, really weird. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And people that can just randomly smoke, it's like I have such an addictive personality that that's just not a thing right. for me. Right. And when I quit smoking, I quit smoking September 2nd, 1999. Memorable God day. damn. Right okay. Really. Yeah. Um, and Wait, what'd you say? September 2nd, 1999. And then what'd you say? Very memorable day. Okay, okay. Um, and never touched it after that. Because I, I knew, you know, if I smoked a cigarette, I'd probably fucking puke. And then by Friday, I'd be smoking a pack of cigarettes a day again. So Even but, after a bunch of drinks, you would never... No. Wow. No. Good for I've you. I've had lots of drinks. Well, never... I mean, then. Like, right, right after then, you know, when it was still a fresh cessation um i got alcohol poisoning when i was 15 damn and i didn't drink a lot of alcohol after that for quite a while okay 
So, I mean, I was in my probably early-ish 20s before I really did much with, like, because I remember on my 21st birthday, I ordered a, a alcoholic drink that had ice cream in it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it yeah. wasn't. Right. Because after, I mean, that getting alcohol poisoning at 50, I mean, it was terrible. My, you, my, another hospital trip? Yeah, God. my uh, I well that was after me begging. My mom and her boyfriend were bringing people upstairs to laugh at me because she was so pissed at me because she knew why I was sick. Um, I had woken up at like seven or eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, which was unheard of at the time, and there was Taco Bell all over my futon, and it there was Taco Bell all around the toilet mm-hmm. in the bathroom. So which I you know didn't remember any of, um, and I threw up like all day long all day long and i remember my mom remember remember ask a nurse mm-hmm. my mom ended up calling ask a nurse on two different occasions because she would not take me to the, i was begging her to take me to the hospital and she wouldn't take me and you know then the chiefs game came on later that day and her and her boyfriend brought people upstairs to laugh at me because she was so pissed at me for going out and getting fucked up and um finally Finally, I mean, I just couldn't take it anymore. I remember I was in a sports bra and sweatpants and I turned the bathtub on to the hottest water I could possibly stand. And I just threw myself in the tub. Oh, and my mom came upstairs and she was like, that's it. We're going to the fucking hospital. Hot. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. It's like super fucking hot. I just, I mean, I just, I couldn't fucking take it anymore. And I don't even know why I did it. I just, and finally they said, okay, I'll take you. My mom got super pissed at me when we were at the hospital. They... It, and I remember it was the craziest thing. My fingers and my toes were curled like this when I got there because I was so dehydrated. Right. And the lady put the IV in my arm and I screamed. I don't like needles. Okay. So, you know, I don't use heroin. Um, <laughs> do not like needles. And my mom was like horrified the fact that she had to bring her 15 year old daughter into the emergency room for drinking too fucking much and now i'm she was like shut the fuck up i mean she was so she was so pissed at me and boy i tell you i remember the day that the uh emergency room bill came to the house i think she was even madder that day Mm -hmm. um so i didn't drink that much you know like later on so i quit smoking when i was 19 people laugh when i say i started smoking when i was 12 and i quit when i was 19 they were like you hardly even smoked i was smoking pretty close to a pack of cigarettes a day by the time that i was 13 so and i I did smoke like your folks didn't know or didn't weren't interested in remember my parents got divorced when i was seven right i was living with my mom i was doing i mean Mom didn't know? My mom, she told me what to do, but my mom didn't really tell me what to do. Gotcha. I kind of did whatever right. I wanted to do. Um, I kind of felt like I was put in a situation where I had to deal with a lot of shit that I shouldn't have well, to deal with. Well, I so. felt about an hour and a half ago, I was like, you were forced into adulthood right. pretty freaking young. Right. So I didn't, I wasn't real concerned about what, I was told to do. Sure. I, mean, I did, right. you know, and being a shit fucking teenager, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just, so, um, you know, I got away with a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, so pack is, there winds up being a lot of time to get through a pack in a day. I mean, you're it's a chunk of your day if you put it all together. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, you know, and I'm sure I wasn't doing it every day, but I mean, it was, you know, I consistently smoked until I was 19. 
And when I quit smoking, I sat in my kitchen and ate for three months. It's I just ate. I see. And ate. Okay. And then I ate more. Uh huh. I mean, it was that was all I fucking did. Sure. And I gained twenty plus pounds. Okay. And I have literally gained and lost that weight. I don't know how many times uh-huh. since I was nineteen. So. And but. I don't know if you did you pin a, an actual age where body images started? Well, I think it was I mean, I think it was around that time where it was really a thing. Late in teens, not 12, 13. No, I mean, I don't know at 12. No, because I mean, I didn't really have any issues to speak of, you know, with my weight. I mean, when I was little, my mom had me in tap jazz and ballet. I was in. Um, what do you call it? Gymnastics. gymnastics my mom got me into modeling i mean she had me do all she had me doing all kinds of stuff when i was young okay so i didn't really have an issue with any of that stuff it really was when i quit smoking and you know okay i i well, before when i smoked i could smoke a cigarette and now i didn't need a burrito right well then you stop smoking and you go well now i need seven burritos <laughs> so it was you know i mean it just it, it just it, the weight just started yeah. coming on. So, you know, I've lost it and I've gained it and I've lost it and I've gained it. And the only times in my life that I've ever felt like I looked okay was when I wasn't heavier. Like, it, it, it's almost like I've just placed all the worth of who I am on what I look like. Yeah. And when I gain weight, I just feel like I don't have anything. But do you, you are aware of the fact that, like, I, I, would, I would assume that most people or, or a significant number of people, if you said to them, like right now today, I'm interested in losing weight or um, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm heavier than I wish I was, that most people would think like there's something wrong with you. I mean, because you don't, you're not heavy, right? I mean, are you, are you following? So... No, I mean, because that's that's the thing, is that I know what I see. Okay. So, I remember I went to go see a friend of mine that lives in Florida, and like, it was 2008, and okay. I was on a plane, and I sat next to a dude that I had never met before a day in my life, chit-chatted with him the whole way there, because that's what happens when you're on a fucking plane, and you sit next to someone that looks at you and goes, oh, I'm going to talk to you until we get off this fucking plane. That's what happened. I, I learned. I know. You got to you got to board with them. I know. And then it, what? I know. Make it a whole ordeal. Trust just me, it's headphones always. <laughs> right. Turned, but I mean, this I I don't fly a lot, so I didn't even think about it. But and the dude was really super nice. He had some like medical equipment company or something somewhere. Oh, okay. And, uh, but and I had never even heard this term before. But by the time that we had gotten off that plane, he told me that he thought that I had body dysmorphic disorder. And it was something that I'd never even heard of okay. before. Um, but, you know, he just, he told me that he thought that that was something that I had, that he really thought that if I wasn't talking to somebody, that I should be talking to somebody. And I just remember getting off the plane and going, that dude's out of his fucking mind. Fuck that guy. Yeah, like, that guy is, like, doesn't Stuck with you, though. get it. Well, no, right. I mean... It's, you know, it's weird to sit on a plane and have someone, like, diagnose you with something. Can't so get up was, and go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah, yeah. I can't be like, fuck you, I'm going <laughs> to go sit in that seat. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I've dealt with my whole life. It's, it, you know, 
it's, I know, I know it's ridiculous. I know there's definitely people that are out there that are obviously bigger than I am that have more issues than, you know, but sure. I know me and my body and the way that I feel about it. And it's unfortunate because it, it keeps me from so many things. Like I will, a lot of times I won't date because I feel like if they saw me, you know, they're not going to like what they Naked? see. Yes. Okay. Um, but not, I mean, just hanging out wearing clothes, nobody's going to have that reaction, right? You're worried. Are you worried about that? But I still, I mean, I still feel that way. It's not, it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's that part of my brain that I wish that I didn't have, that I wish that I didn't place that. I mean, it takes me two hours to get ready. I mean, it's just, you know. I I don't, I didn't know that, but I suspected it was not yeah, 15 minutes. Fuck no, it's not 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. I don't my showers aren't even 15 <laughs> minutes. So, you know, I mean, it's, I, I spend far more time and effort, I'm fully aware of, you know, putting myself together, but it's also something that I, I've always prided myself on, is taking care of myself and getting my hair done and getting sure. my nails done. Yeah. And, you know, just taking care of myself i mean that's always been important to well, I me. think i mean maybe early on it was like if i don't who's gonna right Could a, a little bit not 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 just we're not covering the whole thing here but right no i mean I've, i think i felt like i have taken care of me i mean obviously you know as a child you have to have people taking care of you financially and all that other yeah. stuff but you know, I grew up basically taking care of my mother, taking care of my sister, and then taking care of myself. And so, you know, and I've like, those people that, you know, want to be taken care of, I mean, don't get me wrong, like to be in a relationship where you take care of each other, I think that's great. But to pe- for like people that are like, they want someone to just take care of them. That's weird. That's, and you know, there's, to I me. think, plenty of people that are out there. But yeah, yeah, just yeah. don't. I want to be able to take care of myself. I want to pay for my own shit. I want to take care of myself. I want to be my own person. Right. You know, I don't want to have to live off of somebody else. So it's, yeah, I mean, I just. Well, I, I mean, yeah, there, well, there's a sense of pride and independence in, in, in one lane of that, but also there's the other, like, you know, the, that person's, may not be here tomorrow or you know uh they might not keep their shit together and right. now i gotta fucking like start over or, right. or you know i don't know it's relying on myself versus right. relying on somebody right else um, and i put way too much emphasis on you know my appearance than what i should especially considering that half the time i'm not happy with what my appearance is i mean you would think with the amount of time and effort that i put into it you would like, one would think that yeah. yeah but it's but you know. but i guess you know if if i had to choose i'd i'd rather have that than somebody that just walks around like nailed it again today all right. day like get get right. out of here with right. that exactly um, but so now you're in a spot where, um, Uber fit with a twist of jacked is where you want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's, that's not, uh, an isolated thing. They're all, all of these things are sort of connected somehow or some way. Um, but, um, the jacked part where how did that become appealing to you 
Well, I mean, you look at today and women, you know, women used to just want to be like skinny. Sure. You know, that yeah. was just, a, uh-huh. the goal was just to be skinny. And now, you know, it's, it's not weird for women to actually be physically fit. I don't want to be like. You're not going to compete. No. But, I mean, no. there's also, uh, you know, there's toned and then there's like really toned and then like muscular. Right. I mean, are you aiming it or just kind of in that neighborhood or? I want to have muscle definition. Okay. For sure. But I'm not. I don't want like people looking at me and going, oh. <laughs> That will happen. Like, I mean, did you just eat creatine for breakfast? Is that what you did today? Like, I'm not. You know what I mean. I don't want to be like over the top with it, right? But you know, I started working with a trainer, and I told him that I wanted to really physically change my physique. Right. It wasn't just yeah. I wanted to lose weight. That I really wanted to put on, you know, lean muscle and that type of thing. So, um, you know, and that's. I mean, that's that makes it doing the things that I'm doing right now, you know, are hard. I, I go to the gym six days a week. Sunday's your rest day? Sunday. Well, it's active rest. And I usually walk my dogs four miles okay. so that I, you know, I'm still doing something. Um, but I train on four days and then two of the days are cardio and apps basically. Okay. Um, so, but there's cardio. Apps? Like apps, your f- stomach. Muscle, oh, abs. Apps. So, okay. um, yeah, so I mean, I you know, I I do that, and then there's a relatively strict diet that I follow every day. I mean, my training day diet is not a whole lot different than what my um, cardio ab day and you know sure. active rest day diet is. Um, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but a, a little bit ago you said something about uh, meal prep. Mm-hmm. Um, are you joyful when you start that process? Is it sometimes, uh, annoying? Is it, you never, is it all over the place? Well, I mean, nobody goes, Oh, I can't wait to go fucking meal prep. Like it's, it's just something that you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. do you want to have clean clothes? Well, then you got to fucking do laundry. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, it's just something that you have to do. You want to smell good? Take a fucking shower. It's just, you know, if I want to or get some piss, what's, what was it called? Jenny's got a pistol or Juliet has a gun. Juliet has a gun. Yeah. Get, just get some of that. You don't have to shower. That's called a whore bath. I'm kidding. Anyway. Um, so, you know, it's it's just it's just something that has to be done. Yeah. I used to do, I mean, there. I used to do stupid meal prep. Oh, yeah? Like just, I would spend five or six hours in the kitchen on a Sunday getting food ready for the whole week. And then I'd get pissed because, you know, I'd end up throwing half of it away. Oh, no. Because I'd go eat oh, here. I'd go do this. Or... So you think about how much money it costs to go grocery shopping. I get upset if the very bottom of the bag of spinach has a couple of wet leaves. And right? I'm like, you motherfucker. You're like, it's a fucking waste. Well, then you throw in a smoothie. Then you well, that's I'll, that's my uh, – that's what, what it's for. I, I So I do uh, kale, spinach, fruit smoothie. They're delicious, and my um, my kids have one every morning for breakfast. They, you know, they get a small, and they complain heavily. Um, but I, I got to do it two or three times a week, and it's it's about an hour because uh, I'll get a several. A batch will last me several days, mm-hmm. 
But you know, when I take that last one out of the fridge, I'm like, oh, fucking make smoothies. And then when I then, then it's the next day, and I'm like, God, I gotta fucking make smooth. Mm-hmm. I'm always so pleased to have it done. Right. As, I mean, I can build it up pretty fucking, but sure. I know it's done. It helps. Um, first of all, like. I you know I, I could like live on nachos you know so uh, for just for me I know that I'm doing something decent it also really helps me uh, kind of navigate this intermittent fasting thing where like I really don't have anything until like twelve or one and then I have a smoothie and that's and then I don't you know maybe three then I eat again like at eight or something like that mm-hmm. um, but so and it I I feel like I. I miss it if I run out and I haven't gone to the store yet or whatever. Like I'm like, God, I need to get some fucking nutrients. But also it's, uh, if my kid's day goes to shit diet wise after breakfast, Mm -hmm. you know, at least I know I I got some green in once. Right. And so it's, but it's a funny thing. Like I'm like, and then I'm like, thank fucking God I did that. You know? So that's, I mean, you do it. It sets you up to be prepared and you can't say, well, I didn't eat because I, or I didn't eat this because I didn't have the time right. to do it. Right. I mean, and just like anything else, you know, people that say they don't have time to work out. I get up at the ass crack of dawn to go to the gym in the morning. Is that like the time that I want to get up? Not really. But do I want to get it into my day? Yeah, I do. So you make the time to yep. do it. And it's the same thing with the meal prepping. And it's nice because... I get the majority of it done. So there's just very little for me to really have to do during the week. Sure. Yeah. It's totally worth it for me to do it. And because everything that I'm eating is relatively basic, there's it. It's not like it's, it's not anything that is super extensive. I mean, it's, you know, cutting up maybe some vegetables Mm -hmm. or, you know, cooking chicken. I mean, it's, you know, none of it is anything that requires a lot of, effort right. per se it's right. just a matter of just going in and getting it right the reps done. doing some reps right uh so you uh, i forget the age but you said uh you knew young no kids mm-hmm. what was happening how did you arrive at that decision do you think growing up the way that i did okay i mean just you know coming from a divorced family yeah. you know, parents and um having to just deal with the shit that i had to deal with yeah. growing up and taking care of my mom and taking care of my sister and i just you know at 14 i came home from school we had health class and they you know told us what a hysterectomy was and i was like oh yeah fucking yeah, yeah. sign me up right and i went home and i your mom was like mom why do you know what a hysterectomy, hysterectomy is She's like why do you even know what that is and i was like health class man they right taught us about it right today. and she was like no right that's no, she goes, you and your sister, when you're old enough, you're both going to give me two grandkids. And I was like, you're hilarious. Hope she gives you four. Right. Because. Yeah. And she almost did. Right. I mean, she did. Gave, uh, fortunately, my mom died before any of those kids were born. But. Right. That's, you know, I mean, that was. She R. was R. just like, absolutely mom. not. God. That's. No, you're not having a hysterectomy. Mm. And I was, I mean, I was like legit let down. I was like, seriously. So. Couldn't wait to go home and talk to her about it. Um. In the times where you are feeling like dating, kids are a deal breaker 100% across the board. I don't, I didn't want my own children. I don't really want to <laughs> date somebody that has children. Sure. And I mean, I, it's selfish for sure to say, but I don't want 
to share somebody with, you know, I mean, when you're a parent that has, you know, or you're dating someone that has children, those kids should a thousand percent always come before you. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, that's, they created lives. That's, you know, that's yeah. their response, you know, so, and that's what I would expect. But I mean, I've been by myself more than I haven't been mm-hmm. in terms of dating. And so I just, you know, if and when I get into a relationship, I want it to be with someone that it's just, you know, the two of us. Right. Now, if they have adult kids or whatever. Well, you know my what next mean, question was going to be, uh, you know, like uh, to you've always got to figure out how to make the sketch like you're going to have your time. Your significant other is going to have their time and then there's time together. What if it just worked out that the time together, the kids were always with the other person or I mean I, 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 mean, I mean that's assuming that his only time away from his kids means he's always going to want to be with me I mean yeah, it's, you know yeah, what I mean because yeah. you also need to have your own time if sure, you're going to yeah, be a parent and yeah. you're going to be solely taking care of your kids on your own at certain periods of time so it's just you know I mean I'm not saying that I would meet someone and think they were amazing and then they tell me they have a five year old and I'd go well fuck you you know Sli- what I mean? I don't... Slightly less amazing now. Yeah, I mean, I, it might be like a, well... Now you're let's, amazing. Let's see if there's other things that are going to make up for that. Right. Um, but it, it just is not... Yeah, I just have never really wanted... And I mean, I dated a guy that had two kids. Oh, yeah? Um, were, they good, were they good kids? No. Oh, I mean, it, he was a fucking shit father i mean just a terrible father i remember we took them to dairy queen one day sounds like a fun outing because ice cream yeah and um should have been and the younger one was like six i think at the time and they he started crying for some reason i don't remember why he was crying and he started yelling at him and i was like what do you what are you doing? Why are you yelling at you? Think that's going to make this better? There's why are you yelling at him? And he got pissed at me and told me, you know, not to fucking tell him how to parent his kids and this okay. and that. And I was like, all right, fuck, then let's go. I mean, like I was, I was, you're yelling at a six year old for, and I mean, it was something that was like totally not a reason to be yelling at him. And it was only making the situation worse. Sure. And it's not like I like, was like, what the fuck are you? know what I mean? I just yeah. was like, yeah. you know, don't yell at him. You're just making this worse. And it was pretty much like a, don't fucking tell me how to deal with my kids. And I was like, this is why I do not want to date people that have children. Right. This is just it's not, not worth it. It's not. Um, so, uh, I don't remember how the conversation started, but uh, and I might've mentioned this on the phone, but my therapist one time I was, like coming in with all this fucking shit, right? And and I'm unpacking it, and I could see that like the light bulb turned on way early in my story, which was now I feel like I got to hurry to get through it because you already know the answer, you know the fix for this. And she was like, uh, the the point was that like you know ninety nine point nine nine percent people, if you know if you ask them directly and they're capable of telling you, or if you even if you have to like peel back a bunch of layers and you eventually get to it, most people are afraid of dying alone. Like that's what it all when it's all stripped. Mm -hmm. That's what it. And I was like, 
huh, really? So, you know, of course, uh, I, that was years ago. I mean, I still think about it sometimes. Uh, most of the time that I'm s sort of thinking about these things are uh, in the shower. And I'm, you know, where I find myself is like, uh, my plate was pretty full before this. And uh, I had to like, you know, uh, eliminate some other pastimes to, to be serious about it. Mm -hmm. Um so, I mean, if we've been, how are three hours of editing minimum for every hour of conversation? I mean, it's, there's a reason why I can only put out one a week. I can't imagine how long it's going to take you to edit this. Yeah, it'll, 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 I'll have to chisel away at it like all the rest of them. Um, but um, the point was that, like, pretty, pretty full plate. So, to, to, to put this on it, I got to move some stuff off. And so, where I find myself wondering, um, is, is it worth it to, cause like right at this moment, if a relationship were to walk in my front door, I would have to adjust. I would have mm -hmm. to make some significant changes mm -hmm. and I'd probably be pretty grumpy about it. Right. I mean, I would love the sure. newness and, right. and all the stuff that comes with it. But, uh, so I find myself just going like, I'm relatively happy with the way things are, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of days I, f I feel that way. And then some days, you know, it's sort of like devil and angel. And some days it's kind of like, sure would be nice. Right. You know, uh, not, not, I don't, definitely don't want someone to take care of me. Right. Gross. Right. But uh, to like share moments and, you know, have sex and go fun places right. and all the stuff. So, right. but I, so I, and I just, I can't land in one. Are you, where are you with that? Yeah, I mean, and I would agree that probably is true. I mean, nobody wants to die alone. Right, you yeah. Know? I mean, I look at my grandparents, and even though if you ask my grandmother, I don't think she feels super lucky that my grandfather's still here. I think she's, like, waiting for him to trip and fall and not get up. Um, but they've been together forever. Right. I mean, they're 97. 97. They've been married for, like, 70-something years. Wow. Um, you know, and they're literally going to have each other pretty much until they die. Right. Um. You know, and thinking about dying alone, I think, is very sad. You know, I don't think anybody wants to have that. But who the fuck lives their life like that? You know what I mean? Right. I, I'm like, I'm not doing what I'm doing today looking at, am I going to be dead next to somebody or on my, you know what I mean? Like, that's right. just not how I look at things. And I don't know, maybe because I'm getting older, maybe that's how I should start looking at it. But I don't, I don't want to be with someone just to say, I wasn't alone when I died. I didn't. I had yeah. to put up, I, mean, I, I put up with your shit for 40 fucking years, years yeah, just yeah, so yeah, you were I mean, there yeah, when my, right. And I'm just, I've been this way forever and I wish that I wasn't, but I'm so picky. It's disgusting. And <laughs> in, in terms of love life well, like, or I everything, everything. Okay. Really, but especially with, love life okay I mean, it's just that's part of why i think why i've always been by myself i have a hard time finding people that i'm interested in right and then it's because of the fact that i have the issues that i have with my body and just myself sure it's like if i do find someone that i have an interest in i immediately will find reasons why they wouldn't have an interest oh in me. oh i thought you were, it was it looks like there's a really good candidate, but you'll find things about the person to be no, like, No, I'll find about a, you. Yeah, God, a reason why they I would mean, potentially not. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not, what's your, I need to get I don't your make enough money. Therapist or, number. Right? Something, no, 
Now, I've only been going to my therapist for a short uh, period of time now. Jokes. You know, These are jokes. Rome right. wasn't built in a day. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, we all have our shit. Right? So wh- whenever it is that your time comes, is there a thing that uh, will make you... Are we you... talking about dying right now? Yeah. Okay. Where you'll be like, yeah, I'm pretty stoked with the life that I lived. You know? Is there an accomplishment or a way that you lived your life? You know what I'm saying? Is there a thing where you're like, I'm not there yet, but I'll know when I get there that I've really crushed this life thing? I wouldn't say that there's anything right now about my life that would make me feel like I should get like a gold star. Okay. I mean, you know, (laughs) done the basics. You know, I went to high school and went to college and, you know. Um, Didn't procreate. God damn. Fucking major points against you. Kidding. Um, I actually get points. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I'm, I love that I've, you know, that I've become an aunt. Sure. My sister didn't want to have kids either. And she luckily um, ended up being a really good mom. She's actually a great mom. And so, you know, I love being an aunt to my nieces and having that. How did and, she come around? Well, you know, it was funny when she first started seeing Ray, who she's married to, you know, Brittany was like, no children. And Ray wanted to have like a big family. And I I remember talking to her one day and I was like, you understand that this isn't like he wants to live in an apartment and you want to live in a townhouse. Like this is major life changing. And I said, and I don't know if you realize this, but they come out of you. So you're the one that has to do that and she's like i know i mean how they continued to just keep going knowing that they were on completely different playing fields with you know when it came to that it was astounding she even i remember she sent him an article about how people that are childless are a certain percentage happier than people that have kids more more money yeah and like she made him read it like she was she was doing what she could out loud to, to yeah i mean like you know to swing him over to her side she has three kids so it didn't work right but she's a really really that's great great mom i mean it makes me sad that my mom didn't get to be here to see all of that because Same. she would have been yeah. so stoked you know for all of that but britney's a really good mom and being an aunt to my nieces you know i love being their aunt sure you know i'm i mean i didn't have anything to fucking do with it so i can't be like look what i did right but you know yeah. i'm proud to be their aunt but there's not anything really that i've done in my life where i'm just like man okay i'm um you know i i love my kids they're great and i wouldn't want to change anything but it it when i was talking about kind of the unpacking and the looking at the inventory of my life for the first time and trying to make sense of it I was so disappointed that um, I um, started dating Anna, and when we, when she, after enough time, she's like, "Let's, you know, Make start kids. thinking in a, a, a bigger, more serious level." Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, "It's not because I wanted nothing like when, you know, coming out the other side of divorce is like the only thing I want is to have kids and a." nuclear family that's right all jolly and good and no issues and so 
she was whenever I don't know, 18 months or something like that. And you know, when you're uh, new, you're spending a lot of time together. Right. Um, and like a year and a half can go by pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And so she starts bringing, and I, in, in my mind, at some point before I even knew she existed, I was like, three to five years. I got to be with this person three to five years before, so that I really know that it's not going to end in divorce. And I was like, that doesn't work. I have this thing. And she's like, we're not doing that. And I was like, all right, well, let's run down the list of what we want out of things. And I was like, kids? And she was like, no. And I was like, and somehow the conversation continued. And like months later, we revisited. And she's like, one bio, one adopted. And I was like, no, I want my own kids. And then finally, she's like, okay. And then, and, and then I think, that was it. That was the whole list. And so, okay, we're good. We're on. The, and then she's like, so about that, taking it to the next level, like, let's go. And I was like, oh, but no, remember I have the time. And the she, time frame and she was like, with? now. And I was like, so we had, we had two like catastrophe ring shopping episodes, like public tears and drama. And after the second and one, there's no red flags with that. Right. After the second one, I called her mom and I was like, yeah, help me out, man. Like, this is crazy. And she's like, what's your plan? I was like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've kind of just always been broke. So hopefully in the spring, I'm not broke anymore. And maybe then she was like, I think you should propose at the holidays and I'll, you can pay me back. I'll front you the money. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Sure, I'll do that. And I did. And I, thankfully I was responsible enough to actually pay her back but uh in hindsight you know it's like i i barely bristled at the let's speed things and then the 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 two-part kid thing and i was like all right you know now okay now we're good you know it's so weird uh and again I'm, i'm glad that i have the kids that i have but look back at yourself and just kind of want to what are you are you listening are you in this conversation yeah but sometimes when you're really into somebody else you know i mean i think sometimes you think that things will just work out you know you just you hope that they're going yeah. to that's you want things to work so i think sometimes when you there are red flags it's not that you don't see them you just choose to assume that they'll go away or that you'll work through them turn to a different color yeah it'll be rainbow flags in two years there you go um you know i think that you just when you're really into somebody you just overlook things it's not that you don't see them what was really weird uh is that um i i think that i was kind of overcome by the fact that she was really into me and you know way later i i learned that like probably because of divorce and so on and so forth that like being chosen, like being some, somebody that likes you for who you are mm-hmm. was filling more boxes than I knew I had. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, I, I, just off kilter, you know, right. like you know, <laughs> rolling down the road, we misfire in, but it's still getting me it's to working, work. Yeah. Got it. Um, so, uh, you have, uh, I mean, man, the way that your, our parents' lives uh, turn out, their lives, and then how our lives turn out. Are you able to connect dots there, or are you? Uh, is it all like a mystery? Or 
Um, I mean, my mom grew up in a very dysfunctional okay. family. Very. My dad didn't. My Th- that's that. Those are the folks for the holidays. His side, yes. right? Yeah. 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 My dad's parents. Um, his his family was not. You know, I mean, they had like the traditional. My grandfather worked. My grandmother stayed home and took care of the kids. Um, you know, I don't think my dad and his sister had like a great relationship when they were younger. I don't think they really connected it until later on in life. But I mean, it was, you know, my dad played sports, you know, I mean, it was just all grew up in Prairie Village. I mean, just had a nice life. Yeah. And it was just, you know, my dad and his sister and, um, my mom's family though was super fucked up. Okay. Super fucked up. Um, my, my grandfather was an alcoholic. My grandmother was an alcoholic. She was, I don't remember her drinking when I was around. So I think it was before I was born that she was, and then she wasn't any longer. Oh, my grandfather was an alcoholic for a very long time, but I remember the last number of years of his life, he went to AA. Okay. Um, but they did a terrible job raising their four children and there's so much dysfunction Thank you. Between, I mean, yeah, just super, you Pre- know, Appreciate that. Yeah, just super fucked up. Um, you know, but, like, my mom and my dad probably should not have ever become parents. My dad, I think, would have been fine had he never had kids, but my mom really wanted to have children. My mom had two or three miscarriages between oh, damn. me and my sister. Okay. I mean, so, the five years did wiggle my antenna a little bit. Yeah, I mean, no. She 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 told, because her, her doctor was like, stop it. Like, you shops closed quit. and my mom was like fuck you i'm having two kids whatever so she got pregnant with my sister and she was on bed rest for oh damn months and months and months of her pregnancy with my sister Yikes. like short short like shortly after becoming pregnant with my sister was on bed rest and um britney was born six weeks early i believe I was born two weeks late. I knew that I didn't want to come out there and deal with all that fucking mess. So I hung out for a little bit oh, longer. Fuck that. I was like, yeah. Oh my no, God. That I is a am. mess. Thanks. You guys no clean thanks. that shit up. Right. You guys didn't <laughs> then know. I'll come out. You didn't, you didn't get to save the date that I would be here. Yeah. So I was late. Brittany was early. Um, but yeah, she had several miscarriages in between and, um, she had, they found out that she had varicose veins in her uterus whoa so she had a hysterectomy i think when she was in the hospital after she had my sister okay so she was like that's fine you can fucking take this yeah right yeah now. i got, I got two told kids. you i was gonna and have that, two yeah, motherfucker like, that was all i really cared <laughs> yeah. about so she got what she wanted she had her two kids but you know my mom came from a not a great upbringing not a great you know background their stability wasn't you know i mean none of that was good so she already didn't have like, probably the great making coming from the same place I was like, this was a mess. I'm going to, I'm going to do better. Right. And I think that's what everybody thinks. Like my parents were fucked. I'm going to do so much better than they do. And then you do the exact same thing or right. maybe worse. Right. Um, and not to say that people don't go their own way and don't make the same mistakes. Right. Like I said, my it's sister, it's like those 20 year apart in age couples, the one that actually is a good, right. Like a little striped unicorn. Whoa. Hey, right. You know, right. But, like, you know, my sister's a, a great parent. Sure. You know, I mean, she's not doing what our parents did. So she's, you know, she she is doing things differently. But I think, by and large, you know, when you come up from a crazy upbringing, a lot of times you carry that into your own, you know, parent yep. type, you yep. know. So, but my dad, you know. It's like I, a skillet that just gets handed down from one kitchen to the next. Right. Know? 
cupboard full of crazy over here. Right. I mean, we'll take that to the new house with us. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, yeah. And I, I mean, I see myself and my mom and I see myself and my dad. I mean, I for sure can see myself in, in both of them. Um, I don't know where the fuck my sister came from. (laughs) She's her person. Like my sister and I, Brittany is much more introverted than what I am. Not that I'm just like this, you know, screaming extrovert. But sure, yeah. I'm much better at it than my sister is. Okay. My sister just looks at you and her face says, I don't want to fucking talk to you. Like, it's, she has resting bitch face. She's had it like her whole life. She just, it's, it, it is funny to watch her like have conversations with people and you can just see her look at them like they're the dumbest fucking person God. she's ever had to talk to in her entire life. It's hilarious. I mean, she I don't think you entirely escaped that part of the gene pool no i mean you you ask chris chris thinks it's hilarious that like i don't hide a lot on my face Mm -hmm. but i think i have the ability to do it because trust me you know with our jobs and just what we have to do like you have to be able to do that or you're not in sales yeah like you just have to know how to do that so i'm able to there's just times where i don't right maybe should sure i don't um so, yeah, I mean, I, I I think I can see, you know, how I am the way that I am. Yeah. I mean, but, like, if you talk to my dad, my dad, I think, a lot of times is like, I don't understand why, you know, you're like this or why you're like that or, you know, he knows maybe, the issues. Maybe you should send this to him. <laughs> I know. He, he knows the issues that I have with, you know, my body and the way that I look and sure. all that. And so, you know, that's, like, stuff that he just totally doesn't He's understand. never tried and, to, like you know, help with that or boost. Oh, no. I mean, he will tell me that he thinks, you know, I'm one of the, he'll say, and I mean, this is, I'm just repeating what my dad is saying. This isn't me. This is what my dad says. But my dad will say, you know, you're one of the prettiest women that are on this planet. And he was like, and you just, he's like, I I don't get it. I just don't get why, you know. See, I told you you were going to have to tell me some good things about Yeah, no, I mean, my, my dad is a good dude for sure. Obviously, I mean, mean? yeah, And my dad was always like the guy that all my friends liked because he's funny. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, You know, he's, he's a good dude. He just, I mean, just like my mom, you know. They should not have had kids. Right. They had kids that, you know, they did what they did. I think that my dad wishes that he could do a lot of things differently, just like lots of people do in their lives. You know, there's there's things that I could just not like my dad for for the rest of my life. It's and, another fucking thing you got to carry around. Right. Though. But that's I mean, I made the decision a long time ago to just forgive my dad. Good you know, you. people fuck up and they make the wrong decisions and um you know, I think if you're if you're a piece of shit and you say that you're sorry for something and then you continue to be a piece of shit and you continue to do the things that make you a piece of shit, you know, forgiving them makes you a dumbass. But if there if it's somebody that fucked up and they know that they did and it really I mean, it's not anything that they can do anything about. It is what it is. You know, you make the decision if you just want to hate them for the rest of their lives for what it is that they did or if you want to, you know, move on with your life. And I mean, you can decide if you want that person to be a part of your life or if you don't want them to be a part of your life. But he's my dad. You know, I mean, he's the only dad that I'm ever going to have. And I missed a whole lot of years with my dad because he didn't live here. And, you know, now I you know, I'm able to spend time with him now. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. He makes me fucking crazy, but I'm certainly but you guys, him crazy too. Ha, have you guys 
uh, I ironed out all of the things so that the space together is completely fine? Or are there times where you're like getting on my last nerve, both directions? I don't know. I mean, I, I've gotten into arguments and stuff with him when he's, you know, since he's lived with me. I mean, there was one time in particular that I was really super pissed off and I like I was screaming at him at the top of my lungs to get the fuck out of my kitchen and to leave me alone. And him being him, he just like kept. Oh boy. And I was like, dude, I'm going <laughs> to, this is going to get ugly. Get the fuck away from me. Go, just get out of, just go. Like if you would just stop talking to me and he just kept going. And I was just like, so, you know, luckily that that's really only happened that one time that I can remember. But, you know, I, I'm sure there's things that I do that I'm getting, I get on his nerves. And all of a sudden I'm getting like a, a, a really interesting look, chin up. And it's it, may, it looks like you've cut your hair to like jawline length. Oh, yeah, never. Never? You look. I don't. The, you look really cute. No, I don't look good with short hair. Okay, all right. I don't. I've tried to do it before. It doesn't look good on me. Uh, generally speaking, who's more annoying, men or women? In what regard? I mean... Just walking through life like, fucking Jesus, look at this clown. Even? I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I for sure think women can be. For sure. Um, I don't know. I think a lot. Of I think I think that the other. <laughs> yeah, I think the other half of that sentence: women can be, but men are. Like there's uh, uh, just again walking down the regular middle of regular old day. Like I can see, uh, you know, a, a particular woman or example woman A. Like mm -hmm. I bet. You're annoying when fill in the blank, but mostly with dudes. I'm like, who told you it was a good idea to leave the house? Like yeah. you're so fucking annoying right now. I don't know. Um, you wake up tomorrow uh, and you money's no longer an object. You have there's more than all of your people can spend before they're all dead. Mm -hmm. How what how does your life look differently than it does right now? Well, a lot of people are like, I'll probably still work. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's cute. No. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? I mean, I know that sounds good to say that. Right. Don't get me wrong. There's for sure people that are out there that like genuinely really love what they do so much that it for them is not a job. It's something right. they just really enjoy doing that they get paid They get for. up and they're like, I can't believe I get paid for this. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, I'd love to tell you that that's how I feel when I wake up in the morning, but I don't. Mm -hmm. Um. No, I don't. I mean, I would have all the dogs. Okay. Like just. So bigger place. For sure. A lot of land. Yeah. I'm upset. Like when I do my cardio stuff at the gym, I watch HGTV and I look at all the things that I can't have because I don't have the money for it. Um, or the things that I would love to do to my house. Like they, they were, they did a, uh, a house on whatever it was that I was watching this morning. And when it was done, it just was it was amazing. Like I love modern contemporary kind of stuff. And what they did to this house was just fucking badass. I mean, it just was, they had this metal roof. They did one of those shipping container pools. It, I mean, just dude, uh, black, black house. Do they have one? They are, they have 
a company that's they 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 and but it's only like high end well yeah like soup like for, you know you walked into my bathroom you're like whoa because it was if i it, if i was like so someone shook a bottle hey i want to uh modernize my bathrooms they'd be like i don't even have a list of names to give you like you're just on your own like because they want They're fancy but uh, you know it started with uh he made something out of a shipping container, something like that, and it wound up in a, a cabin. He, right. he made, and it wound up in this book called Cabin Porn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a coffee table, unique. That's and so, what it's called. And from there, he was on a show. He had a show. Called Cabin Porn? Called You Can't Turn That Into a House. And I think, oh. I think it runs, there was like 14 episodes, I think it runs on HGTV these days. But nevertheless, so it's like old school bus and a mm-hmm. grain bin and all these things. And See, make, I think that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. I think that's really cool. Tra- would so th- bigger ho- or things have to the house moder- land. Well, not even necessarily bigger. Just have really nice things. I'm trying to remember where I heard it the other day, but they said that like people are not designed to have all these things. Like that's what adds to a lot of our stress levels are all the things that we acquire that we have to take care of or that cost money or whatever. So, you know, tiny homes and stuff have become a thing. Like I don't want to live in a fucking shoebox. You know what I mean? Like even if I have nice shit, I don't want to live in something that's that small. I'm not going to see you in five years on TikTok being van girl. You're never going to see me on TikTok. That's we'll just end it. You're never going to see me on TikTok. Doesn't mean that you're uploading the content per somebody. I guess you could have a stalker following you around in your van and, Whatever. And I'm not going to have a van. But, you know, every you have everything you need, but it's all got to be... In a van. Packed away, and, and you got to get it out and change the space. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I want to live in a decent-sized house, but I, I'm not... I don't need a giant house. Sure. I just want to have, like... I want to have, a, you know, a wine cellar. I want to sure. have, you know... I'd like to have a sauna just because it's really good for your body. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, there's, you know, just a really awesome kitchen that has all the stuff that I need, and... You know, stuff like that. I mean, you know, I for sure, and I for sure would have more dogs. I would give a ton of money away to, you know, animal shelters and things like that. Sarah McLaughlin and that fucking song. I hate her for that. Like, I know that's not what she was thinking when she made that song, but that song, like, as soon as I hear that song and my TV's on, like, I have to turn my head and find the TV changer and, like, look away and change a channel because I just can't. Like, you can show me starving children on TV and it's upsetting, but it's not upsetting like it is when I see a dog in the snow chained to a fucking tree. Like, it just, what that does to me, it's, I just, you know, it just makes me fucking hate people that they do things like that. So I would for sure, you know, give money to animal charities cool. and I'd probably have lots of my own. I love dogs. Um, I'd have a nicer house. I would go to Santorini. I've wanted to do that since I was probably... 26 or 27 when I learned what Santorini even was. Yeah. Now I've been like obsessed with wanting to go there. My sister's gone, I think twice in the last three or four years. And that's the, it's a, it's a, a girl's trip with a bunch of spots. And that, that's the one I hear the most. And and I heard it before they went. So I think they're, you know, they were looking forward to that place in particular and then i feel like i hear that name the most when they reflect upon it so there's got to be something special about it i want to go so bad like that i just think that would be just an amazing trip to go on 
I've always wanted to go to Australia, you know. I don't like flying. That's a long fucking flight, dude. I know. I don't like flying, so you'd have to knock me out to get on a plane that would last. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like flying, so that's part of why I probably don't travel that much. But yeah, I mean, I think my life would totally be different than what it is. Sure. I know there's lots of people that say if they, you know, had a bunch of money dumped on them right now, they wouldn't live any differently. But you know, you live once. Yeah. And you know, I mean. Maybe people are out there and they just love their lives exactly the way that it is. But right. For sure, there's all kinds of things in my life that. Do you have like besides travel? Do you have any bucket list items that you one day want to accomplish or own or whatever? Besides, like the house. Yeah. I really want a G wagon. A what? A G wagon. G wagon. It's a Mercedes. Okay. You know they're the really super boxy. SUVs yes, that they have. I think so. They're like a hundred thousand sure. dollars or something ridiculous yeah. like that. I don't like and it's not even like I don't even Mercedes, whatever. Like you could put a Kia fucking symbol, <laughs> but I just like the way it looks. The way it looks. And I've wanted one forever. But they're like a hundred thousand dollars or something ridiculous I mean, just open like that. Like six more accounts, you'll be there. Right. Um I'd like folks to remember me as film. don't know ashley (laughs) yeah me i don't know i mean uh no choice no preparation you're just suddenly in a spot where you must give the world a message and everybody's tuned in what is it must give the world a message yeah like you know make sure you drink your ovaltine or Listen to that Sarah McLaughlin record or burn it. <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, live your life. You know? Okay. Quit worrying so much about what everybody else does. And I know that's easy for me to say just because I'm sitting here and we're just talking about yeah. it right now. Yeah. But, you know, you look at social media and all the stuff that people put out there and, it's always like someone's trying to outdo somebody else with, you know, what they ate last night or the trip that they're taking or, you know, it's just, you know, do the things in life that make you happy. Right. It's, you know, you can't always make other people happy. And if, if, I mean, if, if everything that you do is to make other people happy, then that makes you happy, then okay. But at the end of the day, we really only get to live one time. Right. And you know, I know for sure that I should take my own advice. You know, my dad tells me all the time that, you know, he he wishes that I was happier. You know, that he wished that I had, I think, you know, he wishes that I was in a relationship and that, mm. you know, I just had th- more things in my life that made me happy. Um, I've just become this very, you know, I get up, I go to the gym, I come home, I get ready all of which takes a ridiculous amount of time. And then I go to work and then I come home and I usually eat dinner and I, you know, there's not a lot of time between that and me going to bed and then getting up and going and doing it again. Right. Um, you know, I'm not out traveling all the time or going and seeing the newest, greatest thing or, you know, so, um, 
Well, uh, you know, uh, I I can relate on that with him because that, I mean that's a lot of, a lot of the curiosity about something you're you know there, there's this kind of want to just you know reach over and there we go you know I I don't I can't really explain it any differently than that but like I I I think I don't know I want this that for you too I mean and you know I've plenty of things to work on in my own life like I have no business even observing that of another person but uh you have um a really great energy about you and like uh of course it would be nice if we had a magic wand and I could go there there you go let's go get those dogs in that house and all that other shit's fixed now but um so uh, crosses palms and jelly roll go <laughs> well crosses and palms are both um side projects of chino moreno's oh yeah shit i wrote him down too yeah it, the lead him singer of right tones okay okay yeah 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 so those two are a lot more mellow than what did what did you play for me procession by crosses okay um ty would be so proud of me Ty's my friend from Ty. The Rock. <laughs> he sends me music all the time, and God love him, but I fucking hate like 90% of it. it. Is or is not your trainer? No. Well, so I, I have a trainer named Ty, and okay. then my friend that okay. I interned with is also named Ty. Right, right, right. Um, So Ty James is what they call him on the radio station or whatever. Okay. So he, He's still in that business. Yeah. Okay, he, interesting. He still works for 98.9, but he also works for the Chiefs. I can't remember exactly what he does for them, but hmm. he, like, his full-time job is doing stuff with the Chiefs, and sure. then he also still does stuff at the station. He was, I mean, I don't remember when he started DJing, but he's been a DJ, like, like doing weekend stuff okay. and, um, uh, not for a long time. Over the air or out at clubs, spinning records? No, over on, the air. Yeah, okay. over yeah, the yeah. air on 98.9. Okay. Um, but, you know, we both obviously super love music. I mean, that's why we interned at The Rock mm-hmm. together. Um, but we listen to different things. I mean, we obviously like some of the same stuff, sure. for sure. But almost every time he sends me something and I don't know what it is, I already know that I'm going to hate it. Like, just almost always. And every once in a while, he'll send me something that I'm like... Oh, that was great. I like that. So he sent me that song and I was like, hey, I like that song. And it was funny because he went, well, yeah, I know. That's why I sent it to you. And I go, you send me crappy shit all the time. I know. And he was like, he actually responded back with good day. And then we didn't talk to each other for the rest of the day. So he, I mean, he knows that I don't love his stuff. And like, you know, like Jelly Roll, he'd rather die than listen to any of that guy's music. So yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we... We just don't like the same things, but um, he'd be so proud if he knew that I was talking about something that he sent me I mean, since I don't like most yeah. of his stuff. But it's just a really chill kind of, you know, Jelly Roll is a whole other. I remember I was at the gym on the Stairmaster and it was one of those listening to Apple music. You know, you play a song and then it picks other songs that kind of. Yep. And the a song came on called Fall in the Fall. And I had never heard it before and I really liked it. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to save that song. And I was like, who the fuck is Jelly Roll and Struggle Jennings? And I remember looking him up and I was like, oh, my God. Like, 
Ugh. Never put your face on anything. Like, just... I mean, so... Uh, what, what was the name of the place that we were at? We had a little team gathering. It was like a holiday. There it was, was at the bar, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, and obviously, like, even, like, right now, like, I don't know you that well. I, I know you better than I did two months ago or whatever. But then... You know me better than you did two hours ago. Uh, also that. Right. Um, but for whatever reason, that day, I was like, I wasn't like actively thinking this, but I think somewhere in my mind, I was like, I, I know Ashley pretty well. And you put, put that on. And I was like, oh my God, I, I don't know you at all. <laughs> I don't know anything about that girl. I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. And Guys. you were like, yeah, that's, that's my fucking jam. I was like, quit, quit playing with me. Like, what are you? And you're You're like, like, this is not a good jam. Yeah, Chris likes him too. He, he, so, uh, he looks like, um, do you remember Stand By Me, the Mm -hmm. movie? Lardass, the pie eating contest, Uh and he eats the castor oil and Mm -hmm. puke. So if him and, uh, Robert Paulson, Bob from Fight Club. Okay. If they made a baby together, that's what Jelly Roll looks like to me. Yeah, he's ugh. he is uh he's very talented. I mean, he's he's gone across numerous genres now of music. Um he's not the beacon of health. He's a very very large like it's always I mean, obviously with my body issues and all that stuff, but it, when I see people like that, it's always it's always just so lo- lost on me. Where I'm like, even if you don't care about your appearance, do it because you want to live longer than fifty. You know what I mean? Like when you're that big, you're really doing yourself a disservice. It, it affects so many things in your body. It's just like they're called organs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just exactly. I mean, it's just like, but I mean, overall, there's just so many things that are affected because of that. I know. And it's like, and especially now, you have lots and lots and lots and lots of money. You could go get that shit fucking cut out tomorrow if you want. I mean, you know what I mean? Sure. But like, there's lots right. of things that you yeah. could be doing to make it easier for you than what it would be for somebody that doesn't have all of that money. And I mean, I get it's, you know, Jelly Roll can't show up in a six pack a year from now because Jelly Roll. Yeah. But do something to be healthier right. than that. So uh, how did you get turned on to Deftones? I don't know. Long time it's ago. Just another, yeah, I mean, it's just sure. another one of those bands. And then how, so they're, they're not still together and he does solo shit. He's, he, now he's Chino Moreno and he just, just does solo shit or... No, I no, I think the I think the Deftones are still together. Okay, but how long has he been doing stuff on his own? I don't know. I mean, okay. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I knew of Palms. I knew that, um, but I didn't know. It, Ty sent me that song, and I was like, God, that sounds like Chino Moreno. And so Look I at looked the ear it on up, you, and I was like, It is Chino Moreno. <laughs> So, um, he just has a very distinct voice. Sure. So I don't, I can't really think of a lot of other people that sound like him. Um, kind of like Maynard James Keenan. Mm -hmm. He's got multiple different, you know, he's got Pussifer, he's got, um, 
Tool. He's got what's the other one? A Perfect Circle. Yep. I mean, yep. he's got I, numerous I think different. There's still more than. Yeah, yeah, I think there is too. So, it's kind of like that. Right. Um, and I mean, same thing like with, with his stuff. Like I like a lot of his stuff too. I like stuff from Perfect Circle. I like stuff from Pussifer. I like stuff from Tool. Um, it's just the same thing sure. with him. Yeah. I just you know all the stuff that he puts out. I yeah. just tend to like. Cool. So. Um. So. When we um, were approaching your original date, and then we had to push, and then somewhere, so we did that, and then we talked, and I was like, "Did you?" And I didn't know at the time. I, I I think I only had like the teeniest little idea that you had some of these things, some of these body issues, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Are you by chance pushing because of that?" And you're like, "Yeah." That's exactly why. And I was like, God damn it. Because I was, um, uh, lots of folks, uh, have said no right away. Mm -hmm. Some folks have said yes and then changed their mind. Some folks flake and reschedule. Some folks flake over and over again and just never, whatever. I I can't just keep bothering you in your life. Right. So point being, um, I, when, whenever we spoke on the phone last week and you're like, and I was like, are you going to bail again? You're like, no, I'll do it. And you had conviction in your voice. But so I was very excited and obviously it doesn't count until you show up. Um, and you obviously did. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really thankful. Um, that's a big chunkier Saturday now. Um, we probably could have done a smaller (laughs) version, but, um, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm probably, you know, it'll be a month or so before it's up and out. But when it is, I'll send it to you and you can do whatever you want to do. Send it to your dad and put it on all your socials. I might want to take all the stuff out that I said about my dad. You know, otherwise I don't know if he's going to. I'm just teasing. You can do whatever you want with it, but (laughs) thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. You didn't even tell me when we started. You realize.